0: If you don't have the facts and you don't have enough information to make a judgment, just shut up <laughs> facts just shut up don't don't you don't have to say something if you don't have the information there. Up, guys, welcome to the fifth episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Olwell, and I'm Eddie. Um, we have two of our brothers
1: here coming back on the pod. Mm. We have we have Tosin, Tosin, Tosin. I don't know, what I said my name. Three Why'd times. you say your name? Three times? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Do you, do, do you know your name? Yeah, I forgot my name sometimes. You know, I gotta say a couple times. Wow, well, okay, and <laughs> besides Tosin, we also have
2: and Cornelius. Oh, that's
1: Cornelius. Welcome, and welcome back. Welcome back. So you guys already know
0: how this works um today basically we're going to be talking about african mentalities t- towards a whole range of topics like you know there is no real format to this as you guys already know look wherever it goes it goes mm. but as africans that's something that we can actually speak on from personal experience so yeah we're just going to dive
1: right into it
2: very sensitive topics by the way
1: Mm. Yeah. That's what we do, man. Getting like, scared on this dangerous, dangerous topic. <laughs> dangerous.
2: <laughs> dangerous is the right word. <laughs> really dangerous.
1: How many, how many people are getting disowned after this? Fam, Fam man. <laughs> mama, I love you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I'm gonna I'm just say my
3: mom. My mom listens Hold to the down. pod, so if you hear anything, yeah. Wait, does your mom? mom a, does I your mom you actually you? listen? Yeah, she told me, bruv Did she listen to the first episode? Like, no, nah, she hasn't listened to the first episode yet. But today, she she walked up to me. She's like. Um, it didn't even tell me about your shoe. I'm like, bruh, it's a podcast. She's like, okay, I mean, well, my sister's, um, well, my, she told my sister's sending up the, um, app for her on her phone. So she's gonna be listening to it. Oh, nice. I was like, um, shout yeah. Out. I might, I might just watch what I say, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, but no, yeah. you
0: can't, you can't censor it. Like. Nah, you can't censor it. Like, I'm fine with it, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, shout out to Adobe's mom. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to you mom. mom. We we'll love you. <laughs> <laughs> Noth- n- nothing personal
2: I am Shut not up, taking bro. this anywhere close to my parents, alright? Uh,
1: what's what's Cornelius' address again? I think I need to do him a favor, you know? It's alright. Uh, we'll just find his mom's email address and send it to her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey mom, look what your son sent. Hey. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously though, in terms of like um all this stuff. Like, we're all on Instagram, except Tosin, Mr. No Social Media.
2: For good we, reason, we talked about that last time. Yeah, yeah we, we did, did. We did, we did, we did. We did. But listen um, to you that know, if
0: you haven't yet. I think social media is one of the big places where you, you know, get to see all of these different mentalities on display, you know, so it's just all these people in the same place, just spouting, is that a word? Spouting is yeah, that, that is the right the word? word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Just you know, just spouting all the different things that they have to say, and they don't really care. Like that's the beauty of social media. I don't, I don't know if beauty is the right word, but that's one of the things about social media. You know, no, it's not. You're not saying it to anyone's face, mm. so it's just put whatever you want out there. No one knows who you are. No one knows where you live. Most, most of those people you're never gonna see. True. So you can just you know you can be 100 percent unfiltered. You can be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of you guys are gonna lose your job if you decide to do that, but. Okay. <laughs>
2: It gives everyone a
0: platform, the good, the bad. Mm. That's why you get burner accounts.
2: Hey. What? <laughs> who has wait, time wait, for that? elaborate?
3: No, burner I accounts. shall not elaborate. Okay, I actually so
1: elab- don't
0: know what that is. How, oh, how, how many burner basically, accounts do It's you have?
3: basically creating a fake account where people don't know who you are, but you can say whatever you want.
2: Why would you do that? I don't understand. So you can say whatever you want. Bro, you know do, how, it, do it. So you know
3: do how, it, how you censor the shit you say on like a normal account? Uh-huh. So... Just in case you might lose your job or some shit like that, you go on your burner account. People don't know who the hell it is. You have some weird ass name. Do and it you with your chest you or don't do it at all. I, I mean, I don't have a burner account, by Girl, the way. Bullshit. I don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can you can check my <laughs> phone. You can check my phone that and all my accounts and stuff.
2: information you just provided but right now, surely nah, you have
3: one. I just no, nah, I don't. I just know I just know people who have like burner accounts. Yeah, example and Kevin, Durant Kevin Durant. Kevin
0: backfired. <laughs> KD. KD, shout out that to KD. Backfired. Man was logging into a different account to argue yeah. with trolls on his page. Man was logging into a different to account to talk it. shit
3: about his whole old teammates.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: And yeah. He, he, he forgot got, he forgot to log into a different he, one. He forgot to log into the burner account one time and started talking and everyone knew that I had burner accounts, so yeah, it's
0: just too much effort. Man. You I have know. To create a
3: whole new email. Exactly. Address. Yeah, it's it's more famous people who do it because they can't say what they want to say on their normal accounts, so they create burner accounts so they can uh, interact. with I don't, with have, I don't have
1: that kind of energy. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I exactly. Like, so it's, it's too much effort, man. In
1: terms of burner accounts, like um, like one one thing that I know, um, like I have another group of friends that we do is um, I mean they kind of introduced me to it. It's like they call it spam accounts, so it's not really like um. Actually, no, but then, no, I think it's kind of stupid in terms of, it's more like a private... Yeah, I think like, yeah, a lot different. of a that's lot of people different. have spam accounts. Yeah, I know, no, no, I know girls yeah, do no. that a lot, where they have like one account that's like, and then they have yeah, a private account. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: And no, no, it's no. just, yeah. yeah. It's not the same as a spam, I've spam account. I've got two now. Instagram accounts. Why?
2: One is for like fitness, and, like strictly for fitness, and the other one is my normal account. I mean... Yeah.
0: So those, t- like, but the thing, like, those two yeah, accounts that, are linked to you. Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. it's you. Everyone knows
3: it's you, yeah, but the ones I'm talking about, they don't know it's you. The second one is just an account that you just follow people or
0: mm. talk shit on. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's just, that just sounds like, you know, too much effort,
1: to be honest. Okay. So which um, which topic are we dipping into the fire now?
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we, 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 where should we, like, honestly, where should we start? But, you yeah, know, look, on the last episode, yeah, we mentioned, I know I mentioned that I deleted Instagram at some point because of all the stuff that was happening in Nigeria. So I guess that's, like, a perfect place to start on this. Because my reason for deleting was just you know witnessing the crazy mentality that a lot of people had. And around that period, I think one of the biggest things was rape. So there was that, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, that case where one of the biggest churches in Nigeria, the pastor was accused of raping someone. So there was this lady, she's like the wife of um, a singer in Nigeria. And I think she's an actress, I'm not sure. But um, she accused this guy of raping her. And apparently, it happened when she was 16 years old. Shit. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive thing on Instagram. And there was like, you know, all the Nigerians, as usual, like whenever there's bad news, just flocked towards it. And everyone was having their, you know, putting in their two cents. Yeah. And basically, I saw, you know, there was a lot. And this was the part that, you know, made me want to talk about this. There was a lot of people who were just, one, blaming her. Mm-hmm. And then doing the whole... Uh, and then there were those other people who were like, uh, even though it's true or whatever, like, this is a pastor. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be saying these things about a pastor. Like, you shouldn't be dragging a church into this, which I think is absolute bullshit, to be honest. I mean, if a pastor raped someone, it's still rape. It doesn't change what it is.
4: Absolutely.
0: Mm. But, I um, mean, yeah, so th- that was one of the things that made me del- um, decide to, like, you know, delete Instagram. Because a lot of people are going, oh, what was she doing there? I mean, this happened in her house, he came to their house because her parents, you know, trusted him or whatever. But he was in her house when this happened. And if we were talking about, oh, why didn't she come out a long time ago? And you know, she probably liked it and stuff like that. I'm like, that's a 16 year old girl.
2: I mean, I feel like something is wrong. It's wrong. There's exactly two ways about it. And when it comes to rape, (laughs) if he did it, there's no, there's no, there's no freaking talking to the mic. There's nothing to save him if he committed rape. No one should defend him. They should obviously take him through the due diligence like if he's guilty or not and then pass judgment. But people are sort of making excuses for him. I mean, that just shows what Nigerians are like. They're overly religious. Ah, It's like a pastor can
0: do no wrong. That's absolutely
1: wrong. The devil took over his body at the time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, there were people even saying that, oh, when Uh, he did this, was he a pastor? Like, does that change the fact that he still raped somebody?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um... I think it was Timmy, Timmy Dacola's wife, but yeah. anyways. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't change the fact that what he did was wrong if he did it. But then we're looking at a he said, she said situation. Um, let's not um, just cast him like, oh, yeah, he's done. I do get the reaction of uh, people who are, um, well, I'm not saying I side with them, but at the same time, it doesn't give them the platform to just go and defend this guy anyhow. Like, yeah. Um, oh yeah what was she doing
0: at his house at, I think it was 6am
3: <laughs> by the way who's doing 6am prayer meeting at, at someone's house man Like, yeah. but damn. and the
0: thing is like you know with what, you're, with what you're saying as well you know like it's a he say she said and you know there's the whole you're innocent until proven guilty thing and that's fine my problem with it was not the fact it wasn't, wasn't whether he was innocent or not, not. Guilty, yeah. it was the mentality of people so they, they were going off the fact that even if he's you know even if he did this yep. like why is she coming out now? She probably liked it. Exactly. Like, why, why, why is that? Like, why is the first thing whenever there's a case of rape, why is it always, oh, what did she do? What was she wearing? What was, you know? Like, no one stops and goes, look, at the end of the day, this is wrong.
2: That should not even be in the conversation if or what did she exactly? Like it or it happened a long time ago. Are you serious? This is rape. It doesn't matter if it happened 20 years ago or yesterday. Something wrong happened. And someone needs to be punished for it. Mm. Now, obviously, we need to find out if he's guilty or not guilty. But like you said, it's not the actual event that pissed you off. It was the reaction of Nigerians. Exactly. And lots of Nigerians had thought the same as well. And this, mm.
1: is, and this is the issue that, like, um, comes up in relation to even here in Australia. Because I remember I was watching, um, just like, um, it, was, it was to do, with, like, um, do you guys remember when that, uh, I forgot what the name of the late girl was in um, Melbourne, and she was embraced and killed? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it was Eurydice Dixon. I think it was another one. But then the, what happened? The lawyer came onto the um, the uh, program and was like, "It's so so hard for a woman to actually prove that she was raped. Like, as a woman, if you want to prove that you're raped, you have to go in front of a courtroom and in explicit detail explain what happened to you in your body, right? So that that process itself, in terms of even in terms of proof, and then it, it devolves to what he said she said." I yeah. think like people discount how much like, courage it takes in terms of even saying that they were raped in the first place. Because you'd be very surprised. Like um, I know some women close to me who've said that, yeah, straight up, like yeah, they've been sexually assaulted before. Maybe if they were drunk or whatever. But it's just like, they look into it and they're like, it's not really worth me. And some girls get like weird about it. They'll be like, no, nah, I don't want to ruin that person's life. It was just a mistake. And like, there's you the whole thing of, of, thing? of you know, no one's going to believe
0: them. Exactly. Yeah. And you've you also got to understand it from the point that Especially like you know in this day and age, there are also a lot of cases of people you know being falsely that's accused right. for rape. So yeah. that yeah, correct. you know, adding that to the whole situation, it's now like, rah, you know, like how do you, like you said, how how do you prove that is what something that's really hard to prove. And also from the other side of it as well, it's really if, if you're accused of rape, it's really hard to prove you did, prove that you didn't do it exactly. So it's, yeah, it's one of those topics that is just, re- like, really difficult to prove. But yeah, like I said, my problem with that whole situation in Nigeria was just the mentality that people had and the stuff that they were saying. There were a lot of, lots of people just insulting this woman for, like, having the courage to come forth. It's not like, you know, she was coming at it for, you know, I want money or I want this. This is someone who's already established in her own right. Her husband, like, they're doing well. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a money thing. It was more of a, look, this is what happened to me at this age by this person. But, like... Still, everyone was just, oh, rah, you know, don't, don't do this to a man of God. or don't drag religion in. Like, you know, don't, yeah. why, like, why is this a church situation? And then you had, like, oh man went to church and, like, no one even cared that, you know, that happened. His church was still, like, you had his church members, like, fighting for him on Instagram and on social media and stuff like that. And it was just, and then, that then leads to the whole, like, there was, at, at some point he stepped down. But all he, all he had to do was just, you know, chill for a little bit let Nigerians settle down like they normally do and then they came back like nothing ever happened
2: yeah. and you know what the scariest thing is um, the number of people that have been sexually assaulted in that Nan- Nigeria alone yeah. that don't speak out exactly because yeah. now they're seeing this obviously um over publicized, um, sort of situation, and it's they think to themselves. I'm not as famous as this woman. Imagine if I mm. came out and imagine if a lot of Nigerians, if they share the same views, how people will react to my story. So it's like they don't want to come out and say anything, and it's very, it's very like worrisome. Like,
0: yeah, no, like if, you, if we're being honest, like a large percentage of you know women in Nigeria, especially young women. Have been assaulted at some point, you know, sexually assaulted. But they don't say anything because, and and this is, let's be honest, like this isn't something that happens only in Africa, only Mm. in Nigeria. Mm. But from our personal experience, like, you know, this is something, like this is where we're from. Mm. And from what we see and hear, it's very, like, the mentality is very prevalent in Nigeria. It's like where it's always, this stuff happened, blame the girl first. The German yeah, is
1: very, very uh,
0: toxic a lot of the time.
3: Yeah, it's very toxic, especially what you just said now, where it's a thing where they blame the lady first. Like, it's never, like, it's never the guy's fault um, for doing what he did. And I think that's something that's, you know, very, very, very wrong. It's something that they need to sort of, um, w- I mean, l- look into. I'm not going to say work on, but look into. Um, and preventing, you know, it in the first place. Let's not wait for it to happen. Before we start looking into it, let's yeah. look at how we can protect them. Um, which I think we should. I should probably ask. You know, how do we think we can protect, yeah. um, you know, ladies from this? Let's be honest, because yes, some guys do get raped, but the large percentage of um, rape or sexual assault um, happens with women. Being I the think, victims. like
0: even in that situation, like in terms of how to protect them, let's not even like you know narrow it down to women. Let's yeah. talk in general. Like yeah, in general, people being raped. Period. How do you like? How do we get them to feel comfortable coming out and saying that? Because we're talking about ladies at the moment, but with men, especially in Nigeria, it's basically a. If a man came out and said, "I'm,", I'm there was a situation like you know, a while back where like there was a man who said he'd been raped. The the immediate response how is, "How can you be raped? Are you gay?" Like how how can you say like you know how can you say like oh, you, you are raped by women? Oh, wow. Like what is wrong with you? You understand? It's always like. Oh no no no! He's gay. Like how can you how can you be complaining that a woman had sex with you? You understand, but it's still like wow, un, it's it's unconsensual sex. So they don't like they don't they don't understand the fact that a man can actually be raped. Yeah, I think it's more it's more a lack of understanding that yeah. this is something
3: that's not consensual. Because when someone um mentions rape, it's like it's sex. You should enjoy it. To Africans in the way, and I'm like. How should you enjoy, you know, something that you don't want, especially mm. at that time? And whether you're a man or woman. Like, in that case now, they're asking the guy if he's gay because they feel like he should enjoy yeah, that.
0: Like, yeah, it's like, they, oh, there's it, a problem with you. Like, how can you... Like, why... You know, it's just, why are you complaining that somebody wanted to yeah. have sex with you? That's just... Because, you, because you're a man. And it's, crazy, it's man. ridiculous, man. And in those situations, you understand, like, it's hard for women to come out and say they've been raped because of that whole mentality of blaming them. Mm. But then as a man, you're never going to come out and say, I got raped by a woman. Because one, who's going to believe that you got raped? And even if they believe you, you're a man. Like, it's supposed to be impossible for you to get raped. Like, you're supposed to be this strong, you know, like, how can a woman rape you sort of thing? But they don't understand that, look, if you're a guy and let's say you fall asleep or, you know, you're drunk and you're not in the right man. And a girl comes in there and takes advantage of that. It is rape.
2: I feel like the first step to solving this issue is obviously having a platform or having some, like a framework that protects these people. If you come out and say that you've been like, you've been raped or you accuse another person of being raped, there's a system that actually investigates this. You're not going to be assaulted. You're not going to be abused or anything online or on the street and all of that. Because if you have that in place, then other people can feel comfortable doing But how do you
0: implement that, especially online? Like online, when, it, when once it goes to the internet, it's uncensored, unfiltered, like, how do you implement something like that?
1: And, and the problem as well is that, like, it's pretty really been well-documented that, um, you know, people do exploit rape claims for their own personal gain.
2: Yeah, it happened in America with that football player. You exactly. Know that. and that hap- yeah. it happens a yeah. lot. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know? yeah. So sure. it's just, like, even with this topic, even, I feel like even in, ret- in regards to the African mentality of it anyway, um, yes, I'll do. I will say that, like, particularly with Nigerians, since I guess that's the overall similar experience that we've all had yeah. it's yeah it's quite toxic i th- do think because of um, our religious affiliations as well look nigerians if you're if you're not a nigerian you must understand most nigerians that you meet atheism is not even like a, a word in their cloud around them at all you know that everybody a fi- yeah exactly you, you say don't believe in god that's what's going to happen you see <laughs> so it's just like the the religious aspect of it you know it's just you know some people do some horrible things and they'll literally blame me ah it was the devil you know (laughs) so but I do believe that like even as an for this particular issue in terms of rape it's something that not only necessarily Nigerians have dealt with it's something I mean are dealing with But something even worldwide in Australia, everywhere we are, Mm. because the unfortunate thing is that with every, I mean, like, look, if 10 people come out and say they were raped, if one person comes out after that and exploits for their own gain, saying, oh, look at all the benefits this person has got by like coming out and everything and saying that they're helping to them as well. You know, it's an exploitable system. So you have to be very careful in terms of how you go about it, you know. But
0: then with like, you know, that's the same, that's the same situation with most things. There's always going to be that small percentage of people who, you know, try to use it for evil, who, you know, try to exploit the system. Well then that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make it okay. Like, yes, I feel I like agree. with the whole, like, mentality, even when they know that it's real, especially when it's in the church, it's a man of God, even if it's proven, like, look, this actually happened, you still have people defending them and, like, still blaming the woman. And I'm like, why?
2: Hmm. I feel like um, with this whole rape thing, like you said, it's... Uh she said, he said sort of thing. So there needs to be evidence. You need yes. to be able to prove it. So people need to be comfortable enough to say, as soon as it happens, I, I need this courage and I know that someone is going to do something about this. I'm going to go to the cops. I'm going to go to this person, a family Oof. member. The mentality needs to change. It's a massive overhaul of how people think. And religion, like you said, is a massive part of our oh,
0: Ridiculously <laughs> our massive. Yeah. Like,
2: people with, like a pastor, for example. You can do no wrong. Absolutely not. Exactly. I think I, you, put, you give someone a gun, the person feels like they run the world. Like Now this person pa- has the power. And pastor
1: hits you. Like, Hitchi, pastor hits you with a car. Ah, I have been blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but, Which, man, that's
2: the case. That's the case. We look at these people. They put them on such pedestal that yeah. you know what? This person is such a high authority. So whatever he says goes. Mm.
3: Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's something we will get to. when We we'll get to the religion side of ah, things. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: like, so scared when it comes to that. Really, like the religious <laughs> yeah. side of thing. We need a whole episode for that. Yeah. Um, but, but um, but you did mention some. Did you want to say something?
3: Yeah. I was just going to add to um what. Cornelius just said as well I think that's one of the key things when these things do happen I think we need to educate or inform the victims I won't say victims everyone needs to be aware of this that once something happens you report it you know straight away Um, and that way we'll be able to I think you know solve these things a lot quicker and better
0: but the problem with that especially like when it comes to like I can't speak for all of Africa or all like the entire world but when it comes to Nigeria, I th- like the problem isn't really like you know lack of education or like the fact that they don't know they should report it. It's more of a if I report this, this is how it's going to play out. This is how people are going to react to me. These are the things that you know. This is, this is what people usually. This is how people usually re- react to these things when they happen. So me going out now and saying, "Look, I was raped," I'm then bringing all this to myself, mm. and I've like I already know. So there's no point. I'm just gonna keep quiet. Mm. And keep quiet. yeah. And you mentioned something before when you said like you know they should be they should feel comfortable enough to report report this to the police and stuff. But I've you know spoken to some people and heard people say things like, "Or oh, if you report." this to the police in Nigeria like there's been situations where they've gone and reported to the police and the police themselves blame the girl and they're like oh like you know situations where say a girl is visiting a guy yeah. and you know and then things go some, you know go one way and you know they're about to have sex or whatever and she's like look I'm, I don't feel comfortable I don't want to have sex or she tries to say no and then you know he overpowers her and rapes her or whatever and then she goes to the police immediately they blame her what were you doing there? Why were you in his house? Why did you follow him? Mm. Or you know, uh, you know, girl like you, you know, just,
1: I'm just I just, just 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 leave it now. And that's the reality. Yeah, that's yeah. that we yeah, please we're laughing sad. because like it's literally something that we're so like familiar with and yeah. we're laughing because it's a funny situation. Like, like
0: imagine going to the people that are supposed to protect you and all they're doing is blaming you for it and you know, taking it like it's not a serious issue. Mm. It was like, Oh, you followed him to his house, so you knew what you were, you know, you knew what you were in for or like, uh oh so what happened? Or you had you had sex with you. That's not a big problem God. now.
3: I love how like their slogan is the police is your best friend. But, <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> police is your friend, but it's Which the friend? actual opposite, man.
3: Like they're actually one of your worst enemies exactly. because some of them also have the same mentality that um, you're talking about, where you come to them with a problem and they feel like it's your fault because you put yourself in that situation. Whereas in some, whereas in I mean, sometimes you don't choose to put yourself in that situation. Like you were saying, Mm. yes, I might go visit someone, but you know, if things go pear-shaped in a way, it might not be my fault. Or are you trying to say that I shouldn't go visit someone? Like even if
0: if the whole point of you visiting was to have sex, and then you change your mind, you're allowed to do that. Mm. So it's like, sure, like you know, other people might be like, oh, you went there to have sex, and then you're trying to change your mind. But this is the police; these are the people that's supposed to protect you. Bro, Who are
1: you also have, your best friend? <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you have when you have people in power, your senators behaving in ways that are not mm. we cannot be proud of. Then obviously, police officers. It just goes down the rank. Yep. The country is a, is a is a big trouble, and I don't know if I'm if I was president, I don't know where to start. To be honest, talking of a man, that, the man that's currently there. <laughs> Let's not get
0: yeah. into that guy. But you know, like if and if you think about it as well, like women are having these problems reporting rape to the police. Now imagine a guy walked in there and said he was raped. They're going to laugh you out of the station.
1: <laughs> Might arrest you for wasting their time. Exactly. Like, are you, <laughs> are you, are you, are you mad? <laughs> and you came here to waste police this, time. We're laughing because it's so true. We're not laughing because it's actually funny. Seriously. I,
2: I feel like people should be very comfortable going oh. go to their parents as well. People around them first. Mm. And but that's another yeah. thing
0: we need to talk Ooh, about. Yeah. Because, uh, they're like, you know, again, when Africa, like, you know, this whole mentality... A lot of parents have that same mentality as well. So it's like, as imagine your daughter or your son coming to you and telling you, oh, Ra, look, this happened to me today. This person touched me somewhere. Oh, and then you're like, what were you doing there? Why are you asking? That's not, that's not yeah, important. Yeah,
3: yeah. That, that's something we need to... I can see African parents. Um, yeah, that even... It's not just African parents. It's just Africans in general. You know, we just try to find a way to twist the situation where we're blaming the victim instead of looking at the victim and saying, okay, how do we, you know, solve this problem? Someone comes to you, like you said, you go, what were you doing there? That's crazy. And, like, that's
0: that's ridiculous. Like, imagine the first question you're asking, your child has just told you that they were assaulted or, like, you know, that some this stuff, this stuff has happened to them. And you're then asking them, what were you doing there? Or why were you wearing that? And it's just, now they're not, imagine, they're not going to feel comfortable coming to you. And even if, like, you know, they're a parent who, your child has never been in that situation, yeah? But then they hear the way you talk when other people are in that situation. It's like you hear other people and then you're talking to your friends and it's like, ah, nah. You know, girls these days, uh, that's the the way they are. It was probably her fault. Like, she was probably, you know, like, again, going back to that whole um, pastor situation, you know yeah. they're like actual parents who've been who, who say things like, oh, you know, it was probably her fault. She probably liked it. What was she, you know what was she doing there and stuff like that. And then you you have a daughter or a son, and they're hearing you say this. So if they're then if they're then in that same situation, they're not going to feel comfortable coming to you yeah. for sure. And she probably experienced
3: this as well, where she probably reported to her parents or she reported someone close, and mm. they blamed her for it, and she didn't feel comfortable taking it up with high authorities or something, though so she probably reported it somewhere. You know, Whereas she's getting laughed at in one place, um, she felt like probably best not to take this further because nothing's going to happen. Um, and until she felt like she had that platform where people would actually listen to her. Because if the, re- the only reason why we're talking about this today is because she had the platform where you know, people would actually listen to her. That's true, because there's a lot of women up. who are saying this and um, no one even knows about it. Yeah, her. a lot of women say this, but no one gives a fuck. But she had the platform and she used it properly, and that's why you know we're talking about it today. It became a topic for people to talk about. So I guess yeah, it's yeah.
0: We need it, to make it. It's a
3: know. lot of things, man. Like there's a lot that comes
0: into <laughs> into yeah. like the um, mentality this. needs to change. It needs to get to a point where people feel comfortable like reporting these things because they know something is actually going to get done instead of, oh, I'm not going to report this because then I'm going to get blamed and I'm going to get laughed at and I'm going to get, you know, there's a st- certain stigma that comes with it. So instead of like, you know, them feeling that way it needs to get to the point where, look, this happened to me, I can actually report it. And even if, even if I can't go to the police, I can tell my parents and they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't feel the type of way. They wouldn't look at me a certain way. Mm. They'd actually, you know, understand
2: what I feel though is that, um, I mean, the situation like is obviously it's very emotions are flowing everywhere. We should not um, obviously blame the victim, but we should not also blame the alleged like hmm. person who did it because we don't have the full facts yet. So I think Nigerians and people in general just need to take the... like take a step back, exactly, yeah, and be like, okay, what happened? Just what are authorities been be objective. Have they? Has this been investigated for further? Because obviously you don't know. Who, who is who's saying exactly. your, you're telling a lie? People's lives have been destroyed from false yep. rape allegations, and it's just yep. like, although I'm going to not make you feel bad about it, I need the full fact to be able to make a judgment. Mm. Um, but rather than jumping on one ship or go taking one side or another side, no, that's yeah. wrong.
0: So, yeah, so don't, yeah, it's not about just jumping in and like, you know. You don't always have to be for this person or this person or, you know, you don't have to be in a situation where you're either insulting this person or you're insulting this person. It's not always about that. Sometimes, just like you said, take a step back, look at the situation. Mm. Don't just jump on the internet and start typing rubbish. And just don't, don't jump there and start to say nonsense because now oh, you're embarrassing yourself. Take a step back and just understand, ah oh, this has happened. Don't then go there and put blame on the victim But at the same time, if there's not enough information for you to, you know, make a judgment or whatever, don't say anything.
2: You can condemn the act. Rape is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Punished. Okay. But
0: like your opinion isn't needed on everything. If you don't know the situation, shut the fuck up. Yeah.
3: That's the thing. But at the end of the day, man, some people just go on the internet to say shit for clicks. Like, True. (laughs) <laughs> some of these people online did they actually believe what they're saying I don't I, I don't think so yeah. like when we bring the social media aspect into it yeah that's where you saw you know most of the stuff that you know made you sort of um, say I want to get off social media but that's one thing I don't pay attention to most of the time yes I might go read the comments sometimes but it's something where I see some of these people and I'm like do I really like want to take the? I don't want to take the opinion of what they are saying like it, it, I'm, it I don't let it affect my uh, mental state too much oh. for me to go, oh, okay, I want to get off this or I don't want to be a, a part of this anymore or I start feeling the type of way towards um, my own people because I feel like people just go there and say shit for clicks and I'm like, yeah. that's probably one of those people. But at the same time, there's still people who have that yeah, mentality. A that, yes, there's a lot of people who have who still that Have that mentality that, yo, it's your fault. Yeah. Instead yeah. of what are the facts? Let's look into this properly, so yeah. Yeah. it's it's tough, but I wouldn't consider the social media side of things in yeah. this sort of aspect as well
0: and uh, yeah, I agree with you to an extent, but I think in this situation it's more of it was more of a look, this is how you know a lot of people back home think this are my people yeah. this are, this is where I'm from, yep. and now I'm seeing like this is what they have to say in situations like this. now imagine yeah, i have a I have a little sister, if that was my sister, and these people are saying this. It's, like, really, like, this is... I want, like, if, if stuff like this ever happened to my sister, God forbid, but, you know, I want my sister to be, to be comfortable reporting that immediately. I want her to be comfortable saying that immediately, mm. and nobody is going to go, ah, oh, what were you wearing? You understand? So, it's like, it's... One, it's just, so, just seeing all that and, and being, like, rah, people really think like this? I was just, like, no, look. Yeah, I, can't, I, I, don't, I don't want this.
1: I guess, like, um... A bit of a segue from that would be um, in terms of the Nigerian mentality and parenting. What is, let's get somebody in trouble. (laughs) What is somebody, (laughs) what is um, one experience that you guys can all, because I I think I have a couple myself. They're pretty tame, but. How about we start with you and then. Huh? How about we start Yeah, let let him ask the question first. But the question is like, what is an experience of, um, I guess, this Nigerian mentality that we're speaking so fondly of, that you, it kind of has affected you in your life, maybe with your parents, like you, you and your parents looking like, into it. Like for me, um, I feel like I didn't frame that very well, but um, I'll try and explain it. No, I understand what you mean. Um, like for me, it's a small thing. Like sometimes I'll be doing something which I can see logically, you know, if I'm two, three, kind of lines up the right way, right? But then my parents might be um, like, ah, why are you doing like that? Like so, I'm gonna put the accent on because it's just like a subconscious thing I got to do.
4: Yeah, you have to put the <laughs> accent. On. You, you, you don't
1: have to explain, man. Yeah, but it's like you know wh- why are you doing it like this or whatever. He's like, you're only doing this because you have been born, born abroad. You're not a true Niger boy, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I won't go specifically into it because you know, I, I like my bed and my home. So <laughs> <laughs> Same with your chest, <laughs> you're married. Same with your chest, bro. Same with my chest. But yeah, I mean, like, have you guys ever had experiences of maybe where, like, the, you've had a conflict of interest with your parents? Yeah, definitely. The biggest thing, and, but then kind of the biggest aspect of it is that Nigerian mentality. Nothing else. Like, the, like, you're looking at the argument, like, it's not logically sound, but yeah. because they have this idea. Yeah. I think um,
0: one of the biggest things which um, everyone here can relate to is when it comes to career choices. Oh. Oh God!
3: Oof. Oof. I got a story on that as well. Exactly. Like,
0: yeah. I feel like I feel like that's something first? like that's something a lot of Africans can relate to. You understand it? You know that whole hair. Hey, you have to be engineer, a doctor, uh-huh. a lawyer. If not, you're useless. Oh, that thing is bad. I'm telling you, that has and it's, yeah. So- like you get to that point where, especially when. You're someone, and this is not like, you know, personal, but when you're someone who is in, like, say, the arts industry, you wanna be, you know, an actor, you wanna go into, you know, photography and stuff like that. What is that? You wanna take photos where you live in? Are you okay?
2: God. <laughs> I feel like I didn't experience that, that as, as much as other Nigerians mm. because my aspirations aligned with what my dad wanted. I think now I'm experiencing more. I'm experiencing this more because he wants me to take further study. He wants me to do this. He wants me to do that. I'm like, man, no, this is what I wanted. Do. I'm, I'm done with uni. I want to go and work now.
0: I'm, I have a question though. Like, when you say your aspirations aligned with what your dad wants, is that more of a youth thing or is that like something that you were pushed towards from like a young age? To be
2: honest, I think my interest might have been sort of influenced by. What was said at home mm, and yeah. how my dad reacted to certain things in school and what I was forced into. Maybe not forced into, but just the pushed yeah, I was pushed well, into, yeah. That's right. Even if it's gently or aggressively. Uh but then I find Aggressively.
1: <laughs> I love, love that it. little I love the little dichotomy, gently or <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> aggressively. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs>
2: um, but then what I found in my later years of high school was that I was more interested in the particular field of um, like subject obviously the mathematics the physics and whatnot and I knew that that was the direction I wanted to take to I wanted to take but then if you take it back maybe five years before year 12 maybe year seven year eight all of those years then you can yeah. say that I was more of a free mind I was thinking oh, I could be anything yep yeah. yeah. Uh, but then over the years, that just changed. And obviously, there's a reason for that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And, and I think,
1: oh, sorry, your story? I no, no I, And I think, as a background for, I guess, um, people who aren't like native Nigerians, um, I, some people, they think that um, um, a lot of, especially in Australia, I think a lot of people think that a lot of the Africans here are like refugees. You know, they're so called, I'm going to quote Marx, you know, happy to be here, finally happy to be here, or whatever. No, nah, You need we can to understand that Nigerians are like again i said it in the last one as well we have like one of the highest um percentages of skilled migrants here so imagine like the, i guess the most suitable um um comparison would be to like you know the asian household where you're expected to just do really well right so it's not like maybe if you, what you can believe with like african americans where it's kind of like you know to just do whatever and what no with yeah. nigerians it's like it's really intense when you're young, you need to be successful yeah. and when you're
0: like you know choosing careers and all that stuff as a Nigerian it's not just for you exactly, mm. yes, exactly. your entire family and not just yep. your immediate family, the extended family you're like you're carrying everybody on your shoulders mm-hmm. so you, you need to make everybody proud your, your parents need to be able to say, Hey, look, this is my son, yeah. mm. engineer Cornelius." Blah. You understand, Doctor Tosi I'm here for it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with your chest. You understand? So, because like I know, even in my situation, similar to Tosin's as well. Like I remember, as a kid, I wanted to go into law. I wanted to be a lawyer. But then, as I grew up, I think you know my interests sort of changed a little bit. I um, my interest changed, and I started get, getting interested in you know the sciences. And to be honest, again back to what you said, I think it was more in the direction I was pushed in. Because I remember one time I was talking to my uncle, and this was like back when I lived in Nigeria, and he asked me a question. He was like, oh, what do you want to study, mechanical engineering or um, electrical engineering? <laughs>
2: you already married it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this was when I was like first starting to get interested in sciences, you understand? Like, I still had that whole lore thing in my yeah. head. A man's asking me about, you know, mechanical engineering or electrical engineering. And he was like, apparently, like, you know, that's what my dad wanted as well. But like I said, I started getting interested in all that. And, you know, I was that kid who used to, like, I always wanted to understand how things work. And I still am sort of like that, where I'd, like, you know, break down things and put it back together, sort of. But um, went through school and all that stuff thinking, right, wow, you know what? I actually want to be either an electrical or a mechanical engineer until I got to, like, you know, year 12. And then the whole civil engineering came into the picture like my dad was like oh yeah you're gonna study civil engineering because that's where the money is at and I was like what is civil engineering I have no idea what civil engineering is I had no interest in going and doing civil engineering mm-hmm. and at this point in time I was just like I don't even if I, I don't even want to really do engineering mm-hmm. and then that was where I now I digressed and went into IT mm-hmm. and even that that's a whole nother situation because like growing up you know when you talk about IT oh, in my household that wasn't something that was seen as you know uh, like glamorous, glamorous field to go into because again engineering, medicine, law those were like you know the big things. But yeah, IT wasn't something that was spoken about with like you know like in that sense. And then I decided to go into IT, and now my dad is happy with it because I'm actually doing really well. You're making money, <laughs> my son. <laughs> mm, that's my son, and you know there's that yeah there's that whole mentality of look as, like when you get when you start doing well and you get to it that's when the accolades come it's like oh we knew it now my boy I we, knew we were we, we,
2: always going to be great exactly we were, we, we, we were supporting it.
0: you we, we knew what happened that's my son that's my boy but you know that was like my story and I don't know if like you said you had a story oh uh, yeah mine is pretty
3: long but I'm gonna preface it by you know saying let's not you know, put it as a bad thing that we have that mentality because where I think the mentality comes from is um, the experiences of our parents um, and what they saw growing up and also the kind of life um, that we live or that's lived back in Africa where some jobs don't pay you money. For yep. example, if sure. you say you want to be a bricklayer in Nigeria, you ain't getting much money, yeah? Well, if you want to be a bricklayer here, man... You're gonna be a bowler. Um, yes, it's a dirty job, but yo, you're you're, going, you're raking in the cash. Um, but so even on,
0: even on that though, like in terms of you know the different jobs there and here, I feel like some parents they understand that distinction. They understand that here yeah, you're gonna make money, mm. but it's that name because, like you said, back in Andrea, you're not gonna make money. Yeah. So imagine they're calling their people and talking about, ah. Uh, my son, you know, he's a builder, he's a yeah, bricklayer. Yeah, no that, that's what no one so. is thinking about the fact that it's different here. It's Your different, parents yeah. know that, yeah. but the people over there don't know that. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what that I'm saying. name, you know. Because yeah. the people there don't understand that here
3: it's different, you know. They base their judgment based on what they see in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I think, you know, that whole thing comes from. And my thing was growing up, I had no idea what I wanted to do until sort of when I was going to SS1 back in Nigeria. That's your 10, so the that's way. That's sort of your 10 in Nigeria. So um, going into SS1, what you had to do was pick a um, line that you wanted to get into. So there was science, arts, and commerce. You had to pick one, and you have subjects based on what you were doing. Mm. So... I was very good at a course, business studies and maths. Those are my two top courses that I was good at. And the other ones just fell in place. I was a good student, man. I was, you know, mostly top five in most classes. classes. He's smiling right now. Um, Look at him. I I was the teacher's pet, bro. I worked hard. But now, I then, when it was time to make the decision, um, I'm going to preface this by saying, I love you, mom. Because... I'm about to get into, like, a conversation we had. But I was going to um, pick my courses, and my mom then asked, like, what line do you want to get into? And based on what I was good at, and, you know, I'd spoken to some of my teachers, you know, my business studies teacher was like, you should actually get into commerce because you're really good at this. Um, I then told my mom, look, I want to get into commerce because I feel like I'm very good at that, and science is a bit too hard for me. That's what I said. Um... She then, we then had a two-hour conversation. And when I mean conversation, this was my mom talking for about an hour and 45 minutes, and I got 15 minutes of talking yeah. in there. You're lucky.
0: You got uh, 15, you're, you're, you're actually lucky you got 15 <laughs> minutes of talking. I think I probably got less, but
3: I'm just, I'm just being nice. But oh, no. <laughs> she um, educated me on the fact that most people in our family did science or engineering and because I was carrying the same name, I should be going in that line. And she also, you know, it was more, oh, you should never think that this is too hard. You should, you know, even do what's hard because, you know, um, that's probably where the money is because, you know, you, you got to do science. You have to do this. You have to do... Only one person has not done science in the whole family. And yes, he's successful, but, you know, um, the whole family does science and engineering. You should get in that line. And I was like uh okay mom like i mean after the conversation there was no way i wasn't doing science so i had to get into that line yeah so i i then came here um and obviously i was pushed back because that's how it works here it's based on age so i got into year eight so year eight to year 11 i didn't sort of know what i wanted to do i knew i was gonna get into sort of the science um field again um when it came to year 12, so when, so when I sort of had the science thing in mind, my thing then changed to every time someone asked me what I wanted to do, I'd say medicine because that was the only thing I knew about science. Yeah. Um, and that was the coolest thing to do yeah. back then, especially sure. in Nigeria. If you wanted to say something cool, or you wanted to look cool, just say you want to do medicine. <laughs> and not, people respect you all of a sudden. Mm. Um, so when it was time to make a decision in, before the HSC – And going to um, year 12, Uh, actually in year 11 or early year 12 or end of year 11, I don't know. We started doing this topic in engineering, biomedical um, engineering or something like that. And that was something I really enjoyed. So I was like, damn, I might get into this because I enjoy it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's got the medical thing in there. Mm -hmm. And it's also engineering because engineering was something I sort of was looking at as well. So in year 12, I made the decision, yeah, I'm probably going to get into biomedical because that's something I want to do. I then told my, I don't know if I told my family or they found out I was doing it because I already logged in my my courses that I wanted to do in uni.
0: And Wait, that kind of, that kind of, bro. They let you do that by yourself? Huh? They let yeah, you put I, in your I courses did, by yourself?
3: Yeah, I did stuff myself, man. You don't know what God did for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't do yours yourself?
0: I sat I sat down next to my dad and he put in <laughs> oh everything why. for me. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Oh, they, they,
3: they let me do they let me do most of they the stuff do mine too, dad, I think it was because they didn't know how oh. most of the system worked or stuff like that. Your dad knew what, how the system worked, so that's dad why. dad was a high school teacher. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's why. You were Mine, mine didn't really, mine didn't really care. It was just yeah, you do it yourself. You know what you're doing. Like they trusted me to do. It. Like obviously I was smart. It's not like I'm dumb or anything. Um, I knew how everything worked, so I, they let me log in myself. But yeah, when I said I was going to do biomedical engineering, man, damn, it was like, um, I, I it was like I, I killed someone, man. Like, <laughs> when, because, they were mad that you were going to so, do engineering. Yeah, it, it, they were mad that I was saying, like I said, I was saying I wanted to do medicine the whole time growing up after I'd had it, this conversation yeah. with mom, um, and all of a sudden I changed it last minute because... I'd seen biomedical engineering. One reason was I'll be honest, I wasn't gonna make the eight for medicine anyways. So my only option was to go do medical science and then you know find my way into medicine somehow. Yo, yeah. Which was gonna be spending a lot of time. time. And I'm like, yo, I can go do five years doing biomedical engineering um and get out. And I think I could pair biomedical engineering with something else as well, yeah. which is what I'm doing now as well. Um and Man, uh a whole lot of people got involved, man, that like my uncles were involved in this, just it wasn't it wasn't more it wasn't more having conversations with them, it was just more oh, why aren't you doing medicine like medicine. I had to explain the reason why I was doing biomedical engineering to different people yeah. and it was like it just got tedious to me like, yo, y'all should just understand that look, this is what I wanna do, just support what I'm doing, um and not ask me, you know, questions. Um and even I think someone mentioned that, oh, if you want to spend, like, 10 years doing um, medicine or trying to get a medical degree, we'll support you. Just make sure, like, you go get that degree. I'm like, when they said 10 years, I'm like, what? 10, 10 what? At uni? Hell no. <laughs> um, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to do ten years at uni. Man, like, damn! I was trying to get a four or five year degree, yeah, 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 and get the hell out of there. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, they they sort of knew that I was going to do what I was going to do anyways. So mm. it's not like they were going to force me to do something I didn't want to do. but it's not like they were really happy with it. Yeah. So I had to live with that man, <laughs> like. Yeah. But now it's it's kind it's kind of funny because at the end of the day, I got into uni and. I'm graduating with the electrical engineering degree, which is what I paired with my biomedical engineering because I was a double degree. Because yep. I did biomedical and I didn't enjoy it much. So I was like, yeah, let's scoot that out the way. Mm. Um, Kind of brought commerce into it and actually uh, be doing a grad in a financial institution. Hey. So it's kind of come full circle where I wanted to do commerce and I am basically end up doing commerce now, working in a financial institution. And you know that just shows that probably I had the right... um right sort of path for myself earlier mm. but i had to go through all these road because exactly. it was the sort of family or it was the right way to do it i to my nigeria mentality to get there so yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy man it's it's been a crazy crazy road a crazy journey but yeah. it's all come full circle at the end of the day so i'm just happy with
0: it with that mentality as well yeah do you guys think that when it comes to that in a way a lot of african parents not all of them a lot of African parents kill the dreams of their kids.
1: For sure. Definitely. For sure. Definitely.
0: Um,
3: I, I, know, I know someone who... <laughs> this is actually a bit funny, man. Um, I know someone who finished a medical degree. Um, Here in Australia? No, not, not in Australia. Uh, in Australia. Um, I think I he think, yeah, was back home. I don't know where it is. Or some, maybe someone's told me this story. Yeah. yeah. Some guy finished uh, his medicine degree, hmm. went to his parents, oh, yeah, I dropped the, the piece of paper... With them, like, is like, that's what your you degree. guys wanted. I've done it. Now I'm going back to uni to study what I actually wanted to study. Mm. So it's like, I just wasted seven years of my life studying something you guys wanted, but now I'm actually going back to do what I want to do, you know? That guy's
1: petty. So- that guy is petty as hell, though.
0: <laughs> 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 <How But> like, is <laughs> that? In terms of that mentality as well, um, there's that whole thing, like, you know, when you're growing up, they don't even necessarily need to say, like, you're doing this by force. You know, there's that whole thing of it's your choice, but it's not really your choice. So it's like, uh, do what you want to do, but it needs to be this, this You or only this. need to look at your face, man, to,
3: to nah, see the reaction a, and be like, it's not really do what you want to do, Is do what I'm telling you to do.
2: Yeah. But let's from the perspective of the African parents. Obviously, mm. they're coming to this country and they're back, uh, maybe they, they've suffered when they were younger and they want the best for their kids. They want you to be High up. So I think it's our responsibility to take a step back and be like, hey guys, this is how things work around here. Okay, This is what I'm passionate about. This is how I think it's going to work. Out. I know you guys need money. I know, I know you guys need me to be successful, but I feel like I can really be successful in this field. Personally speaking, um, like I said before, dad and mom I have, um, in a way, influenced the way I of thinking from a very, very young age. Mm. Uh, but then later down the line, when I got towards the end of my high school studies... I think it was my decision. Nobody was going to tell me what I was going to do. Yeah. But luckily for me, it aligned with what they want. So, obviously civil engineering, but I decided what subject I was going to study in year 11 and year 12. Mm. I decided what what course I'm to, I was going to do in uni, and everything just happened for me. And that, that literally had nothing to say because he was happy with it as well. So, I think I'm one of the lucky lucky, lucky kisses. Mm. As you, you, yeah, you, you were doing you know, engineering anyway, yeah. so...
0: And yeah, look, yeah, like I agree with that. But then there's a lot of kids as well who have had that whole thing of where they've tried to talk to their parents about what they actually want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, look, not, not in this house.
2: I think one big one is football.
0: <laughs> and music. <laughs> yes. yes. No, and I sort of agree with what you were
3: saying that um, they're coming from their perspective of growing up. Um, because yes, they want the best for you. They didn't have that idea of this is what makes the best money back mm-hmm. home. Um yep. But they don't have an idea of you and know, not necessarily how
0: back home as well. Like they come work. here and they talk to their friends. Yeah. And the yeah, friends tell them exactly. this is what my child is doing, yeah. and they're making X amount of money. So your child needs to go down that road. Yeah, yeah. it's that thing where
3: the grass is green on the other side. That's that's the kind of mentality that they have where it's working for this person this way. It has to work for you. Too. That way, it has to work for me. Yeah. Whereas you're supposed to support your child in, you know, whatever decision they make and hope that they're making the best decision. Um yeah, obviously they might make some shit decisions sometimes, but that's where you then pull back pull them back and then go, Okay, let's look at it this way. But in a way you still have to support them in whatever decision they're making to get to where they want to get and get to and support them to get to the top of the field they wanna go in, mm-hmm. instead of just saying, Oh, it's a pretty shit field like don't go into that. It might be a space where it's not exploited very well in the market and they might you know make their way to the top of it and you know make
2: yeah, it. I like I like that word support because you find that as a as a young African, obviously, going to your parents with certain... Not even going to them directly. It might just be what you're doing on a daily basis. You come back from school and you're doing this. You're singing or you're playing sports. Go something. and read your book. They, will, they, they might not explicitly say, go and read your book. They will say that if you're African person. They're yeah, wasting uh, time
0: singing. <laughs>
3: but they would By not just support you. It was two things. Go and read your book or go and sleep.
2: Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, take me to training, yeah. my friend. Have you read a book? You want what to train where? yeah
1: but but i I will but i will say like because i don't know in a way like i feel like i've been a bit like this whole african mentality thing my um because i feel like i'm a little bit guilty of doing that to my my younger brother because um so for what happens for me is um man's already an african parent you know (laughs) (laughs) hey we're working towards working towards it look the thing is that like for me there are aspects of it which you know other people may see as like you know kind of oppressive but I kind of see like the benefit in a way mm-hmm. so um i remember because there was a bit of an issue when my brother was my little brother was trying to pick what he wanted to do because he was more he was more in the phase of he was still trying to figure out what to do figure out what to do right um with me when i was um i would say that like when i was getting into that whole path of figuring out what i was going to do for like my life i kind of was one of those typical cases of just throw out something really big you know medicine whatever engineering whatever just throw it out there and then I just wanted to follow a path I went to university mm. and then I got bit disillusioned with university got out of uni but now I'm happy that I'm I kind of know what I want to do so but while I was in that phase I was kind of I don't like kind of pushed out onto my little brother as well because um, my parents would be like oh you know what do you want to do what do you want to do you can do this 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 you know you what are you really good at and everything and then like you know I would become I would be that little um, annoying kid in the background, hit him, hit him. I hit him with that little, you know. Our parents have come from all they from Nigeria. You know, you have to try and do something that will make yourself some money and support yourself and all that. And like, at the end of the day, like, I don't do that anymore. I'm thankful, but at the end of the day, like, it's not, it's not fair on him to do that to him anyway. But I always like to preface it with the fact that, like, being able to, I don't see um, giving your, like, pushing ambition. Onto your child is a bad thing. Now, pushing specific ambition, like maybe if you're projecting something onto the child, like you must do engineering or like you must do one of these three professions. Not right. But then, like, I can see as I can sympathize with them in a way of like, you know, if your child wants to get into a career, which you personally feel, again, it's everything that happens is about feeling. African, like I was saying, Nigerian parents don't operate on fact, like a lot of the time. They were preyed on feeling. It's not always about fact for a lot of parents, like Nigerian parents. The only
3: fact is how much you get. Thank you. Or how much you earn.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, if my child comes up to me and comes up to me and says, you know, I want to do X and either I've been told or I have a good feeling or I just disregard something, I'm obviously going to have something negative to say about it. I mean, me personally as a person, if I didn't agree with what they were doing, I, me, I think like, we as general will be like okay cool I don't know much about this but I'm gonna mu- do some research and see where you can possibly go for it right mm. but I think for them it's more like oh what the heck like why you want to do yeah. this it's and
0: crazy you know going back on what you're saying as well like I think we need to understand that in terms of you know like you said your brother not knowing what he wanted to do and trying yep. to figure that out that's also different from you know when you are passionate about something yeah so there are a lot of people who are passionate about something that their parents do not agree with or something that's not necessarily going to make them all the money in the world mm. and you know their parents are just like yeah no but that's their passion and they could go and do what their parents want them to do but at the end of the day, they're not going to be fulfilled. They're not going to be happy in that. Whereas they can go and do what they act. And here's the beautiful thing about, like, you know, when you do something they you're passionate about, I'm not saying it's 100% like, you know, going to be the case. But when you do something you're passionate about, that's something you actually want to do and you're actually putting your all into that. The chances of you then, you know, being successful at that is better than the chances of you going and doing something that you don't even care about mm. because you actually want to do this then. But then at the same time, like you said, we need to understand that our parents and that, like... They do it from a place of love, but it's but then it gets to the point where it's just like, look, they want you to be like at the end of day, they want you to be comfortable in whatever it is you're doing, because like, look, they've been through whatever struggle they've been through, Mm -hmm. they understand you know where they've come from, and they want you to be in that situation where you you know you go to work every month or every fortnight. The money is coming into your account. You can afford your rent. You can afford everything. You're comfortable. You are living a comfortable life. That job security is there as well. Yeah. So that's what they want from you. And they're like, oh, go into all these different um, professions. But then they also need to take a step back and understand that, look, sure, that if, sure if, they, if my child goes into this um, particular profession, they'll be secure. Mm. But how are they going to feel about it? What's their mental health going to be like? Are they going to like it? Do they yeah. care about this job? Do they even want to do it? Because imagine going and doing something for years that you're just showing up every day, counting down the time till you go home, and then the money comes into your bank account. Yeah, that's not sadly. a situation anybody wants to be in. But that's something that you know our parents didn't stop and look at and be like, "Right, okay, sure, okay, this is your passion. Mm. This is what you want to do. Okay, let's figure out what's the best way forward. Exactly. No, how can okay, you use yeah, this? But, but you know, it's that. just like, nah. Look, how, how can you want to study arts? Are you okay? Go and study engineering. Go and study something that you have a job when you get out of uni. Exactly. Yeah. Bro,
2: it, the reality of things is that, because we are obviously grew up as Africans, as Nigerians, that relationship with parents, with Af- Nigerians that I know, it's not so great, okay? Mm. It's all, like you respect authority. Your parents have that authority. Mm. So, um, like you said before, they have your best interests at heart, okay? They want the best for you. Uh, but we need to have that conversation, that conversation, they need to have an open mind as well. Yeah, and that's that,
0: that's the most important part, that open yep. mind. Because I, I know a lot of people who have tried to have that conversation and it's just like, no, not in this house. You're going to have to move out and, go and find your own house if you want to do that.
2: But at the same time, the other person, the, the child also needs to sort of listen to reasoning as well. Like, if obviously what you are trying to pursue, like, logically has no real end goal. Like, let's say... I mean, you need to work with your parents as well. But
0: what's an example of something that logically has no real end goal?
2: Let's say somebody wants to become
1: a... A graffiti artist. Don't do that. No, no, Wait, no, 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 I mean, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Exactly. no, I'm not no I'm not saying I'm saying don't do that in I'm not saying don't do that as in terms of don't do it like become a graffiti artist. The thing is that like well, then you, no, can, yeah. you, can, you can make money. Yeah, you like can. You, that you can point get you to the if you're really good at it, you yeah. can get to the
0: point where you know people are paying for your work. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean there are there are famous graffiti artists
2: out there that yeah. literally their their signatures are known all over the world.
1: Banksy. Yeah,
2: so exactly so you need to have that conversation. and parents looked at I really want to do this. I think I'm good at it. This is where I think I'm going to go with it. I understand that you're coming, coming in here, you, you, your, your, your uncle, your brothers are engineers, all of this. You're coming here with a, a kind of mentality. I'm going to work with you. I know how you're, how you're reasoning. So I know what you want from me. You want me to earn money. Okay. With well, this, I can earn money as well. Does that tick your boxes? And this is what I really want to do. And your parents will be able to say, you know what? This is my child. If you
0: reckon... See, the problem with that is in an ideal world, that's how that would go. Yeah. Your parents will stop and be like, hey. That's my child. This is what they want to do. I'll support them. But, and this is me talking from the um, like perspective of my friends, like, you know, that have actually gone to their parents and said, look, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to pursue. Instead of the parents then stopping and being like, okay, let's look at this. Like, I don't think you know, this is a good idea. But, you know, hey, look, at the end of the day, you love this. This is what you want to do. It's, it then ends up as a case of, no, that's not going to happen. It's like, I'm not going to support that there's no way in hell you were going to do that. Like, you used the example of a graffiti artist. Let's think about this. Our parents, you know, they've migrated here from Nigeria. In Nigeria, like, mention, like, graffiti artists that you knew when you were growing up. Who was making money from doing graffiti art? Zero. What were gra- exactly. they, they even putting graffiti shackle, on? Shagu from the different- <laughs> phone. So, so your parents... That, so, boy, <laughs> that boy that destroyed my face. <laughs> <laughs> he to be like him. Our parents, are, our parents are looking at it and going, wait... You want to go and be drawing things on people's walls. Uh, but <laughs> that's what you want to do for a job. That's, no, like you understand. So, and then that's where that whole open mind thing that you spoke about comes in. A lot of them don't have an open mind when it comes to this. And like, you know, 2019, surprisingly, there's like, you know, a few parents who are actually open-minded yeah, and true. support their kids when true, it comes to true, this. True, true. But there's still, you know, there's still a lot of them who don't have that open mind and are always like, look, no, you're going to do this or you're going to do that. If you want to do graffiti have that as a hobby. Yeah. But still get that engineering degree. Still get that. And that's a thing. We have like, degrees is like, you know, when it comes to degrees, degrees is a very important thing. I was going to get into that.
3: Yeah, I think, yeah, let's just emphasize that it comes from a place of love, number one. But at the same time, sometimes they want you to leave, some parents want you to leave their dreams, whereas they had this dream that they could (laughs) not attain. Yes. And it becomes, oh, I never achieved this. So, my child has to achieve this. Mm -hmm. And, that that's how you ruin lives. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I was even going to mention that, yeah, we've been looking at it from a point of, you know, go get a degree. How about people who just need a skill, who just have a skill that, you know, they want to monetize and benefit from that skill, but they don't want to go the route of getting a degree. Yeah. Like, for example, we've mentioned music, sport, arts, those yeah. kind of things. People have that skill, but growing up, it's like, go and read your book. You have to read your book. Yeah. Like, come on. Exactly.
0: Man. The problem is like, in Nigeria, and this is something we all understand, like, you know, growing up, degree is number one. Mm. You need to get that, like, we, like we look at it now, especially, the, let, like, let's think about it. If we were still in Nigeria, would we have the same mentality if we grew up in Nigeria? Because here, we've come here and we look at it, we're like people who have skills, you know? Yeah. Like people who go to TAFE and they learn all this stuff, and then they go out and they're making mad money. Like, we all drive. You take your car to the mechanic and they quote you some ridiculous amount just to do one little thing, no more. Bro, I'm
2: in construction. I know how much this sub is <laughs> Exactly. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. The contract values for these bricklayers, your, your spark, your electricians, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I thinking.
0: Exactly. So like, we, we've come here and we see that and we're like, look, sometimes some of us are really good with our hands. Some of us are good at a lot of things. But then our parents are thinking of it in the terms of you want to be a bricklayer want mm. to be an electrician? No. That's not the job. Go and become an electrical engineer. Yeah.
2: Bro, you know that pressure is even increasing now in recent. Like, what my dad said to me today was that everyone in Nigeria has a degree. A bachelor's degree, everyone has it. You, exactly. You're not special anymore. Oh, there's yeah, nothing yeah, you need yeah. to study further.
3: You got to get that PhD, bro. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's a country, you
3: gotta, where You have to add that doctor to your name. It, if there's no like, doctor, it's not complete. It's like
2: connie if you go to Nigeria and you're on the same level, they'll be looking at you like you're on the same level with them. That like you cannot say something, you have to get something better.
3: Oh, Bro, even before I finished my degree, yeah, I, I was telling people I'm in my last year and I think you've experienced this as well. And then someone asked, oh, when are so you
0: doing your master's? I'm like, yo, I haven't even finished my normal honours. Like, can I finish first? Look, since it's I finished my, my degree, my reply to that has always been, if I get bored enough, I will go back and do a master's. Because I one hundred percent do not need my masters, but it's always like you said. It's always the first question with African yeah. aunties and uncles. Oh, so when are you going back to do your masters? And then you tell them, um, I'm, I don't really want to. What do you mean you don't want to? Like you know. And then they try to give you advice on why you should do your masters. And I'm just like, yeah, but none of that actually applies to me. Yeah, as exactly. we said,
1: yeah, as we said before. Like unfortunately, with Nigerian, like a lot of Nigerians, the degree is a measure. Your degree is a measure of success, mm. right? So, you know, there are some PhD holders out here who can't get jobs. Like, it's very... Fact. Let's, like Let's
0: even they go back to Nigeria. Jobs. How many PhD holders these days have jobs?
1: Exactly. You know, they can't get jobs. But I think it comes from... Because my dad explained it a little bit. Because me and my dad, I'm really happy because before... Um, I would say I'm very happy with my father because he was different to people in terms of... He was always being like, look, I don't care what you do. The only thing that I care about is as long as you can support yourself and support a family under you. So... That's one thing I've always been very, very happy with in terms of him. Um, so he was explaining to me that, like, back when he he was explaining to me because he always comes across this problem when people come to this country for the first time to do their PhD and then they're wondering why they can't get a job. And then it happens so, 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 so frequently. So my dad was explaining to me that back before, like, getting a degree was kind of like, you know, getting into university was such a prestigious thing and stuff. Like, even if... Because I think with the jump, what happens is you put in your preferences, and then they just then the, the university gives you your course guys, so this' is the thing over here right you pick your course over here, you know put your preferences you know I want to do it in Nigeria, you know what happens you have a certain amount of subjects, so you have a, whatever your mark is you get the, you get happy that the university. Obviously, a degree. I, I talked to a guy, um, I think, like two days ago. Oh. He was saying that, okay, he was trying to get in for nursing in Nigeria, right? They stuck this guy in agriculture.
4: I was actually going to
0: say that. No, no. No. I was going to say the same thing because I was talking oh to God. someone as well, yeah? And he was saying that his cousin back in Nigeria was trying to get into engineering.
1: Yeah.
0: And she got an offer for agricultural science. <laughs> and she was very happy that she actually got into uni.
1: Beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful example.
1: when you finish high
2: school and do all of the exams and you you try over and over again to try and get into university, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That (laughs) increasing pressure from your family. Look at this person. You have finished high school. How many years ago? You still haven't gotten admission. Admission is the thing. Get admission. Once you get anything, polytechnic, university, anything, you just accept it. It's the way it is. It's, it's sad. It's
0: actually sad. Yeah. And yeah, still on this whole um, situation here, there was the um, photo I, sp- I spoke to you guys about before, like someone sent me on Instagram. Mm. I'm gonna re- I- I'll read this out for anyone who's listening. So it literally, it says, Nigerian parents respond to peer pressure way more than their children do. You were probably born because of peer pressure. Your whole life is possibly a tool your parents use to impress slash oppress their peers. They care more about how you make them look than how you make them feel. Damn. So going back to this whole, you know, this whole career Damn. choice and, you know, you doing this and you doing that, a lot of the times as well, it's not based on our, uh, like we understand like it's from a place of love, you know, most times. Yeah. But a lot of times it's from that whole, people in Nigeria are looking, you know, people are like, you're not even necessarily going all the way back to Nigeria. People around, friends, colleagues, whatever. And it's like, you know, they want to be able to brag to their friends that yeah. this is what my child is doing. And there's this whole like, you know, prestige that's added to certain um, professions. So it's like imagine saying, Oh, my child going to uni. When you go to work, you're talking to your colleagues, oh my child going to uni, what are they studying? Oh, they're studying fine arts. A lot of parents are just like, mm not going to happen. Yeah. I want to be able to say my child is studying medicine, you know, they're going to be the next doctor, they're going to be the next engineer, stuff like that. As opposed to, oh, what are they doing? Oh, you know, they are just studying political science. Do y'all feel like sometimes you
3: probably do something like your parents are happy with and you don't tell anybody, but all of a sudden, like, press B and C, no, mm. because your parents have just gone you're, to... Because they think isn't a bragging yeah, rights. They usually, as, oh you know... God. Exactly, they usually to brag to their friends and all of a sudden... The, well I don't want to say the whole world, but
1: to, guys, a massive I'm community telling you, knows yeah, I'm, I'm telling like, you, yo yeah I'm telling you like do you guys like I've something that I've talked to my friends about do you guys find that you have a specific issue with praise sometimes what,
3: what kind of praise
1: like so let's say you do something and then like people stop I don't know, especially from my parents. And when, if you do something, let's, because recently I'll I say, um, I'm not going to say what I did, but I did something and I got some acknowledgement from a um, university. And then it was kind of like these people heaving praise onto me. And I'm, I was just very like yeah, uncomfortable. Know. And I was like, Same, you literally yeah. stay so, yeah. away from me. Like, for. Because sometimes as well, it's to you, it's not something that you see as a
0: big deal. Yeah. But then your parents have gone and blown it up times Thank 10. Thank you. Thank you. They have blown it up times 10 to all these people that you don't even care about. And now you step on and it's just like, oh, I heard you did this. Mm. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Tosin, come now. How are you? Oh, I heard you got this from the university. And it's like, it could literally just be like, you know, a certificate of something. And now, like, the way your parents have made it know, sound, man. the way your parents have man, made it sound, it's it it like just a
3: participation certificate. Award. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like I don't know, like oh, it's still like again, it's from a place of love. Like you know, it's them showing that they're proud of you, but at the same time, it's bragging rights for them because it's like, look, big fat. What is your child doing? My child just got a certificate from the university. Mm. What did your child get? Oh.
4: They're
0: not gonna say it like that, but it's just like you know, it's just com- <laughs> <laughs> It's just.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's just one
0: of the things, man. Like, <laughs> and it's kind
3: of a method of comparison if you have. Um, siblings as well where if they want to talk to your other siblings it's like they use look you at, they use you it's like look at what your brother your sister's doing Um, you should be aiming to do things like that especially in my case where I'm the first look I gotta I'm say sorry first. to my sister man cause yo <laughs> <laughs> bro you think you think man I've got like four behind me I'm just like I feel sorry for you <laughs> the kind of standards I kind of set for them is like crazy man yeah. so I I don't know, man. It's it, it, I don't want I don't want to condemn the whole thing because I can see where they come from. But at the same time, it's like, yo, yo, gotta chill
0: sometimes. Like, no, nah, they don't understand that, like dif- like for example, in your case, you have how many siblings? I got four, bro. They don't understand like different kids, you know, have different directions in life. Yeah. Where they're gonna go. They move at different paces. They have like you know different things that they want to accomplish. So it's like now. They've got you, who's who, you know, who's done all these things, and you know, that that is the way you learn. That's the way you do things, and you know, you you're actually doing really well at it. And then they're using that as you know, not necessarily like it's all right to use it as motivation for the younger ones, but then when it's like, look at you, what are you doing? Your brother did this at this age, da 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 da. da. It then becomes a, those people are not seeing it as motivation. Instead, now they're feeling some kind of way because like, wait, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, my parents don't think anything I'm doing is good enough. It's more, it's always about, oh, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that. Like, I've heard that before, I don't care, leave me alone.
2: There's a post a family member put on Facebook the other day. He said, he listed a lot of his children, and he was like, I've sent two of my children to university. Two of them are currently, are are, are graduates. Two of them are in secondary school. Two of them in primary school. I'm like... Dude, why do you feel the need to brag about this? I mean, what if there's a child that did not go to university? Like, is, 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 what, What's the point of all
1: this? This ties in, I, very, this ties in very well with that, the photo he was talking about with the peer pressure. Yeah. Bragging rights.
0: Exactly. So it's all about, like, you know, like I think at some point you also mentioned that they try to live through you sometimes. So it's like, they didn't do this thing. But hey, I can say that my child is, did, did this. You know, my man Kichi... Your child didn't do, you know, your child what is, is selling. What is your daughter doing? You know, my yeah. child is studying medicine in the university. And it's like, you know, when it comes to things like that, it's always coming up. But when you're studying something like, you know, arts, and, st- and again, I keep using arts because, you know, there's this whole stigma of the arts when it comes to Africans. But like, you know, you're studying something like that, and then it's, they're, not talk- they're not speaking about it. It, and you as a child then feel like right well, my parents aren't proud of me yeah
3: and I think if you if you end up going into other fields or well, like music or sports in a way mm. it's not like they, they'll they'll be happy for you to go nah, do I say happy They they'll let you go into it but until you're actually successful with it they don't sort of Recognize you for you know who you are and what you do in a way where it's like eh, yeah he's, he's doing sport but then when you are you know up there it's like oh yeah I always knew he was going to make it yeah. you know for example um Anthony Joshua and stuff um with, I mean I don't think it's I don't know how his parents reacted or something to him um, but also there's this guy um Israel Adesanya yeah Israel, and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. he did he did talk about something like that where his parents wanted him to you know um study but then he took a he took a different path so it's something where they have to be, they have to get rid of that stigma um associated with you know going into other um, fields as well and that's something that I've, I've even started um, working on in my family as well for example my brother um, he loves football like soccer mm. and he would <laughs> he wakes up every morning at like 5 or 6 and he's going straight to the TV he's putting on football games he can actually analyze games for you right now i'm not even kidding and he goes on the field and when he's playing with his peers he actually tells them like you go there you go there you go there i'll give it the ball and i'm like oh he's actually learning something from it and he's got that talent and the skill let's you know work on that let's build him up to the point where if that's way if that's the direction he wants to go um you know he can go there let's not talk him down um and i volunteer myself i'm like look I can take him to every training session. I can take him to wherever he wants to go. If he has to, you know, travel out of the state and he needs a family member with him, don't worry. I'll sacrifice my time to take him there um, so that he can actually achieve, you know, whatever he wants to achieve with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that, that's something I've encouraged with the younger ones that we have. So we drive that thing away where you can't do certain things because mm-hmm. um, the family doesn't approve of it. And I think, how well has it? You have a story about not leaving, not making. Uh, wait, was it
0: not going past zone because of distance? Bro, assumption? don't get me started, man. <laughs> look, okay. so in high, when I was in high school, I played a lot of sports and you know I did a lot of athletics, and I was really good at this. But here, the thing was, every single year, athletics carnival will come around. I go to athletics carnival. That's fine. It's at school. Make it to zone. go to zone. Ah, look, it's literally. 10 minutes away from my school. That's fine. Make it to the next stage. I was Slate. never allowed to go past zone because as soon as I got past zone, I had to actually go, you know, I had to travel somewhere that was further away from school. Yeah. My parents were just like, nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> go to school. Oh, so every single time I qualified oh, okay. to go there, God. not gonna happen. I have to. So it was always, go to, uh, so to me, it was just go to Lettuce Carnival, go to zone, that's the that's end. It. Go back. <laughs> Like, now imagine if you know there was that whole support thing and yeah, they actually yeah. let me go and do all these things I could have been on a completely different path right now yep. but then because you know that whole thing of it's just sports you know to them it was a hobby it wasn't anything serious yeah. same thing with soccer same thing with like you know volleyball same thing with like all these other sports I remember when I first came to Australia you know um, where we used to live I started playing rugby because there wasn't much there was AFL and rugby AFL rugby and cricket I don't like cricket so, um, at some point, I got asked... So, we lived in, like, this little country town. And at some point, I got, like, you know, asked to play rugby in a different town. My dad was straight up, no, not going to happen. Cause, that's, yeah, that's extreme. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah that's extreme. <laughs> that's, that's
2: just extreme. Like, because you just... Uh, you, could, you, you already know where you're going to start, like you said, obviously. You exactly. Athletics, zone,
3: it. that's it. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's... I mean, unfortunately, that's the way it works in some of some African homes even till now so it's something where we have to continue to harp on and work on which is why we're talking about it now
2: hmm. but do you reckon like it's a good thing that we've experienced i mean it's a good and a bad thing because now that when you ha- when you have your kids you know what not to do mm. yeah
1: <laughs> look that's a dangerous thing but so the biggest thing that like i've figured that i've thought about over time because yeah i have had a period of time where i've thought man This all this stuff happens to me like but then if you think about it like some of these things have actually helped mold you as a person. So I would personally say that I believe that I'm quite competitive in terms of if I want something and something is in the way I'm gonna do everything I can to get over it, right? Now I believe that was kind of being breeded by my parents putting big big expectations upon me in a way. Like my parents never ever my my parents never ever necessarily forced me to do anything I didn't want to do, but it was more like, as soon as I said what my ambition was, they would then be pushing me to make sure that I, you know, gave my all to whatever it was.
0: Yeah, and that's good. That's like, again, it's not all bad. There are certain things you can pick out of it. Yeah. And there are things that, you like Conin just said, you know what not to do and what to do. Like you can, for example, your situation, you can pick that up and be like, look, this is something I need to embed in my kids when I have kids. Yeah. But then there's that, you know, the whole part of making sure, like, no, you have to do this. Yeah. This is what I want you to do. You can be like, rah, you know, that part, I have to, like, you know, mm. dial that down. Chill. Like, I can suggest things, especially in situations where, like, you know, kids don't know what they want to do. Yeah. I can be like, rah, why don't you look at this? Why don't you look at this? Give them options. But don't force them down a part, especially if it's a part that they don't want to go down. Fair. Understand what their passions are. Understand what it is they want to do. Yeah. And again, I think like something I wanted to bring up as well was in terms of all this, Like I think we need to also speak on this whole mentality of if you're not doing something that's difficult and something that's hard... You're not going to be successful. Like, yeah. and if, it, if it's easy, if it's something that's seen as easy, it's not necessarily easy because a lot of things, like, they hear the name and they hear what it is, like, and they're just like, oh, that's something easy. Again, going back to the arts, it's not easy, but in their head, it's like, you're going there and you're doing what? You're reading a book, you're drawing. You understand? Yeah, bro,
2: that's in the same line as freaking, let's say you have a cut. Okay, and they you go to the nurse and they put something on it and it doesn't hurt you. If it doesn't hurt you, it's not working. Mm-hmm. There are big guys that experienced that before. Where is, de- is the <laughs> <laughs> pen- so Literally, not small mm. stories in Nigeria. Is it paying you tochku? Yes, my it's paying me. Yes, it's working there. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Mm. Like it's same thing. if it, if it's not hard,
0: then it's probably not worth it.
1: Yep. I mean,
0: it's it's a mental. Damn,
1: type. that's that's deep. No. Yeah.
0: That that's actually, oh man. <laughs> yeah, because like personally, I can say like that that in itself affecting me in a way where I got to a point where like even now it's something I need to like, constantly tell myself mm-hmm. where I realized that whenever I'm really good at something like there's certain things that I can do it in five minutes but if it's I always used to have this mentality of if it's something that I can do really quickly oh, it's probably not that hard like other people can do it and stuff like that because remember when I used to do like you know I started like I taught myself like web design and stuff like that and I started doing stuff like that. I was just like right this is actually really easy yeah. but to me I was thinking ooh like you know it's not something that's that hard. And then when people wanted me to make some stuff for them and I wanted them to pay me for it, I was always like... Yeah, I can do this quickly. I can do this really... Like, it's not that hard. So maybe, like, it's probably not worth that much. Yeah. But then I started doing this. I'm like, wait, these people are charging this X amount for the same thing. So I needed... It was one of those things where I needed to dial down and be like, look, it's only easy because I have actually taken yeah. the time to learn that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually know how to do it. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who will look at this stuff and they have no idea where to start because then I had to remind myself that there were certain things here for me personally where I'd look at it and I'd be like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. But then one of my friends would just look at it and be like, oh, just do this, 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 and that's it.
3: Yeah, and I think going back to what I think Tyson or Cornelius brought up in terms of your own kids, it's about taking the good um, and leaving whatever you don't consider is necessary. Like for example, in my situation um I'm lucky to have a brother who's sort of like my kid in a way um where I'm able to give advice and sort of you know um teach him some things as he grows up, so that enables me to prepare myself for the future as well um when eventually i well i do tend i do hope to have children um later in the future but um for example, like some things. I take as positive for example that conversation like I said my, with my mum yeah. it just taught me that um, you don't consider anything too hard mm. you know if you see something that's challenging face it head on mm-hmm. um, so it's not all bad um, in a way and with the um, taking the taking the wait what you, like what if it's it? if it's not hard yeah, there's no, no point if it's not hard there's no point <laughs> remember the other day when yep. someone someone mentioned yep. <laughs> that suffer now and later and it's like, yo, there's, there's yeah, that,
0: but that, is, you got to understand—that's an actual, like, that's what people actually think. think. That's, Wait, that's sorry, th-
3: I didn't hear that. Well. So we were we were somewhere, and someone just stood. What were we talking about on that day? Was so it? it was a discussion. How,
0: how yeah, it was a discussion around, like, it was similar to this yeah. in the sense of you know where your interests doesn't align with your parents' interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they were talking about like, you know, someone trying to do music and their parents don't want them to do music and stuff like that. Mm. And then, yeah, like he said, someone someone stood up and said, said, the whole suffer suffer now, now, enjoy later.
3: later. And we were like, what? There's nothing like suffer now, enjoy later. Like it's suffer now, suffer later, basically. Mm. That's what you're trying to set yourself up for. But it it just shows the kind of mentality that people still have today. Um, and in a way, you, you, you can't you can't help that. You yeah. can't help that. It's, it's just, that it's just whole, the way um, they are brought up.
0: Guys,
2: I think we should also empathize with our parents as well. For sure, the, for all sure. All the older yeah. generation. Because obviously, our upbringing mm. is different from, from them. From them, yeah, for sure. But a lot of these guys, especially the people from the east, east part of Nigeria, they they had to go to... They were kids during the Biafra War, obviously. So the things they saw is <laughs> different. Like, they grew up under military rule they needed to they saw people at the top as these guys were educated these guys were doing certain careers so growing up you start to think a certain way. you have kids and you want to impose this on, on the children and now we're growing up with it with this whole experiences and we're like you know we're going to put this on maybe the next 10 years when you, when you start having children it might be a whole new freaking society yeah but like the thing might be different and you might be thinking okay you know i want my kids to do like
0: yeah but in terms of that as well i think like if we're looking, say, 10 years from now, like 10, 20 years, whatever, like whenever people start having kids or but it's not a thing of it's just going to come and happen. Something that we need to take control of and be like, yeah. this is what we want to do. This is the stuff that we need to change. This is how we want to do things. Because again, going back to that whole thing, it's that whole mentality of one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you said, suffer now, enjoy later. But like there are lots of people who are suffering now. They're not enjoying. And then there are people who are suffering now doing like you know they're doing the grinding because they take the whole suffering thing like you could be doing something that is classed as you know easy, but you're still putting in the hard work. You're still you know putting in all the work, making sure you are the best at this stuff, yeah. making sure you're really good at it. You know you know your shit. Like that's you. Like you are suffering up point. you're having sleepless nights. You you know you're putting in the work, but to them when they say it's, it's all about. The stuff you're doing has to be something that's considered hard. So you need to be doing all those, you know, extra math and all that stuff. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to be successful because, you know. But then there are people who are doing that stuff, who are doing the really hard stuff. And it doesn't take them anywhere. They're still suffering. So it's like there's no one-size-fits-all approach. Mm. Yeah. For example, you, think of someone who's done their PhD. They've
3: studied. I mean, we all know minimum, stories of people who have seven, said years, they've yeah. studied sixteen, eighteen hours a day just to get a degree, just to get that PhD degree, and now they have no job. Is that enjoying? Where's the enjoyment? I mean, where's the enjoyment in that? They've already suffered like like we're talking about, but where's the enjoyment in it?
2: Yeah, um, different kind of suffering now like when they say suffer now enjoy later I think it's work hard now enjoy later like, well, that's what once, that's, once, what, that's, that's what, what
0: it should be mm-hmm. but a lot of the times like example this person that um, Doba was talking about it was more about no don't do the like you know don't choose she, she I'm pretty sure like she also meant, she mentioned when you're at a uni don't choose easy courses but like, what yeah. are easy courses? Especially if you have a career path that you're working towards. Like, we understand like there are some courses in uni where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm picking this because I know I can't fail it, sort of thing. But there are those courses where like you have a career path set up. This is what you need to do. And what she's saying is, no, don't do those. Like, don't follow those yeah. career paths. Do the hardest. Because that's easy. Do the hard stuff. But it's like, but I'm good at this other thing.
2: That's a very dangerous statement. So don't do the easy courses. That's like. Assessing the monkey and an elephant on how to trees. Exactly, it's, it's easy to for the monkey.
1: Humans are different. I would be, yeah, I really love to like look back on this and you know imagine like because I know we're all saying that like we'll ha- hope to you know be able to raise our kids and do these specific things so, you know we're gonna give them we're gonna give them the freedom to do this this and this and this. I really love to see like what our kids actually turn out to be like yes. because I feel like that I, maybe I'm, they'll have their I, own I podcast. Keep, I, I keep coming back to so, it, but I'm telling you like. That weird high stress environment that we've been exposed to has molded us in a way that has allowed us to be like this. But then it has, but at the same time,
0: we can also then step back and be like, these were the parts that weren't right.
1: Mm. I guess so. But then, you know, we're going we're gonna to be flawed as well. I'm just, yeah. I'm just afraid that, like, me, one of my big fears is that I'm going to have kids and I'm, I'm going to be a little bit like, too laid back on them. And then by the time I realize what's wrong, it's going to be too late.
0: Yeah, but you don't you don't necessarily need to be laid back. Like again, like I said before, yeah. In terms of your parents, yeah, you understand the parts of what they did that worked on you, and you understand the parts where, like, sometimes parents, here, yeah, they think, oh, I'm doing all this stuff. Like, the position that they're doing it from mm. is from a place of, you know, again, love. It's from a place of it's going to, you know, this is the result that I wanted to yield. Yeah. But you, as a person, know that look when you are doing this stuff it didn't do nothing for me. Like I didn't even, I wasn't even listening to you. I didn't care about that particular, but then there are other things that they did that you can step back and be like, oh, like when I look at it now, you know, this stuff actually made me want mm. to be like this, want to do this things. Mm. So, you know, you can actually objectively look at that stuff and be like, alright, this, nah, this other stuff, yeah, this, this did stuff.
2: But I've got a couple of things on there. Like, experiences will, ch- will change you. Mm. We're, still,
1: we're still in our 20s. Exactly. And then you have kids. Hey. We'll do, we do this episode again in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and kids will be sitting next... Wait, well, uh, exactly. 15. A. Maybe that's a bit too <laughs> early. What's, today, what's, what's, what's <laughs> today's
0: date?
2: Hey, exactly. <laughs> but, but the other thing as well is you mentioned that you might be too soft on your kids and they might turn out to be something else. That's a, that's a real fear of yeah. mine as well. Yeah.
0: Because there are so many
2: children that the parents just let them do what they want yep. to do. And They're we see that on a daily. Absolute brats they're freaking nuisances to society they don't do anything they they piss everybody why are you laughing this is true this is the reality so I think that's we, we, we need to find that balance because obviously we grew up in Nigeria we came to Australia so we've had to find balances in our lives somehow how to balance how we act how we sort of depict ourselves to others mm. so I think having that experience with, as well with African parents and also with the western world when we have our kids we need to find that balance obviously mm. discipline in a way mm. advice in a way but no one to take a step back. like okay kid what do you want
3: yeah I think one thing I've seen especially with my like I said little brother that I sort of take as my quote unquote son he's not Why my son, by the son way. Um, just... but one thing I've sort of seen with and I've, I also have a little sister as well is um there is no way you can prepare or preempt what it's gonna be like. It's that's something scary. that sort of you have to you have to go with the flow, mm. and the main thing is not overthinking um, things, you know. Um, but what I'll say as well is you have to be adaptable as well. Mm. Know and that's on. one of the big things yeah.
0: in terms of us growing up yeah. and no. the way our parents grew up. So they've looked at the way they grew up and it's like, they oh my parents yeah. wanted this and then they've tried to do that with us. Also. So that whole adaptability Whereas it thing, doesn't work. So yeah.
3: be adaptable as well to what's going on around you to the world today and see, you know, how you can assist them in that sort of situation. So that's why for me I don't I I do worry a little bit about it because the world is going so corrupt in a way. But at the same time I don't worry too much about it because I know that there's no way I can prepare for it. It's just going to happen, um, and yeah, live it and do the best. Yeah, you, can. Yeah. you just got to do the best you can and be the best you know person that you can. First of all, before yeah. then, considering the best that you can. So Would
2: that's you where say I see it going to without, without a plan.
1: without you plan. you have
3: to have a plan for it. It's just. Just understand um,
0: that things can change at any time. Yeah, exactly. There are yeah.
1: a lot of there are a lot of variables at yep. play. So, they, for example, like even we, I mean, at the end of the day, we're just talking about what we can possibly control. Yeah. At the end of the day, number one, we don't know what kind of environment we kid going to be raising our kids up in. Um, you know, like and people I'm, are different, man. Yeah. You can have a
0: kid who is you're like, sure, they, yeah, you're doing everything that you think is right, but they're still like. Psh. No,
1: exactly. Your spouse's attitudes and everything—you know—the pe- kind of people that they tend that they might meet in their, you know, schooling life, people that live in their general, they meet in general life, and again, like all these things have allowed us. Because look, there are people around us who are also in Nigerian who don't share similar, you know, similar um, mm. thinking to the way that we think. And I think it's something we've all talked in different regards. To, you know, some people they do things maybe we wish we could do, we could do, and people do things that we're happy that we don't, that you know, we weren't raised up doing. So it's just different, different aspects of the human experience. And I think just as being a Nigerian, obviously we have, uh, we can say, a unique view on things as being Nigerian, kids who have been raised abroad. I don't know if that's the correct thing to say. Is that, yeah, that yeah. That's the correct thing yeah. to say? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, I still want to hear your perspective on that, though. That's why, just answering
3: your question as well, that's why I said being the best person you can is the start. Um, it's not about not going with a plan. As long as you're the best person and the best husband, hopefully, that you can be...
1: Um, M- our boy wants said, to get married, I said man. Hope, Please I said hopefully, bro. Marry our boy off quickly. I'm, no. not, I'm not... He's uh, <laughs> very quickly why, are you break. Get, why are you getting
3: scared man <laughs> ladies, ladies stay away for now <laughs> um, but as long as you've got those covered that's a good base for you to build upon to becoming a good father I think
2: Person, you raise a great point on um, spouse, on his, your spouse's attitude as well, yeah. because that's... <laughs> <a massive laughs> Let's not
3: get into that today, bro. <laughs> no,
2: but it's it's true though. Um, the person you are with, either if if you're a woman and you're with a guy, or you're a guy with a woman, yeah. that plays a massive sort of role in. You the have to remember with this Nigerian,
1: yeah, you have to remember with this Nigerian mentality. It was your mom and your dad. They were, you know, they're both. They're but best then best. I think that comes down to like you know.
0: Again, bef- even before you get married, and that's a whole different um, conversation, yeah. but I'm um, like, just compatibility in terms of who you're getting married to, how are their mentalities compared to yours and stuff like that. Because if you marry someone that's you know, completely different to you in terms of thinking and mentality and upbringing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but then remember, when you're bringing up a kid, it's the both of you. It's not just one person.
2: Bro, just imagine... <laughs> a very young woman marrying uh, a, a very aged an older an older man mm, we, we see that we
0: see that happen obviously
2: Absolutely. different perspectives different ways of thinking and they have to raise a child together that can cause <laughs> that could cause many problems mm. so yeah a spouse is, the spouse you have is very important yes as well. but I'm. Um,
0: Look, I think we should probably like move on from this particular topic now. But yeah, before we move on, I think one of the like main things that you know we should get from this is I think um, was it Adobe who mentioned the word support. Mm. Support is a major thing. Like as Africans, we need to learn. Like, you know, African parents need to learn to you know support their kids, even if sometimes it's not what you want for them. But you need to learn to support them mm. and you know, just be there, be that person. If not, a lot of times, they're still going to do what they want to do. They're just not going to feel comfortable talking to you about it. Mm. And then the second thing I think that I've seen is in terms of mistakes. They act, you know, there's a lot of people act like mistakes are the worst things to ever happen. Like they need to learn to, I guess, let your kids make certain mistakes, facts. Like let them make those mistakes for themselves and learn from it. Like I understand you're coming from a position of, I've probably made this mistake before. I don't want you to make that mistake. Or sometimes they haven't even made that mistake, but they feel like, oh, if you do this, it's going to be a mistake. Mm. But they need to understand that, look, your kids are going to make mistakes. Let that happen. And when it does happen, you know, don't act like they just killed somebody. Don't act like, let them feel comfortable talking to you about it and learning from that mistake. Because you, a lot of times you put them in a position where, they make these mistakes like it's going to happen it's part of life they make these mistakes but then they not feel, they don't feel comfortable talking to you about it and then they're going to hide it from you and like what happens then the mistake has happened you just don't know about it because they yeah. don't feel comfortable talking to you about it it's the worst feeling yeah. whenever you tell
1: your parents about something and it's, they just it's, actually, oh, it's actually
3: it's so actually a big bad. it's actually a big thing because um that's where strict parents come into into play um,
0: where they like try overly to sure strict not just like there's no, there's no wrong with like being strict but when you're just unnecessarily strict strict yeah that's what I'm saying where you're trying to avoid um, where you're trying to get your kids to
3: avoid the mistakes that you made growing up and yes you do have a good reason for doing that but you have to also let the kids make mistakes so that's where you know you learn from because Looking at myself as well, I've I've learned from you know some of the mistakes Mm. you know that I've made growing up. That's actually the best things that I learned from, and I grow through that as well. And there was actually a was it a meme or something I saw the other day that was like, "Oh, strict parents, they're not the kind of liars that they're raising." And there's another one that
0: says like, "Strict parents um, create sneaky kids." Yeah, exactly. Because if you have so they know how to hide exactly yeah
3: exactly man all your kids just start learning is how to you know go around the rules that you set for them and stuff so you want to try and avoid that. You want them to be as open as possible with you otherwise they're going to be closed books who just want to you
0: know sneak around and shit because they're going they're going to do these things regardless yeah it just the the question is are you going to know about it or not
2: Bro, I think uh, an analogy or something, a way to sort of picture this is there's a kid and there's fire. Do you let the kid get burned and possibly disfigure themselves and then learn the lesson or do you tell them, look, don't touch that fire, you're going to get burned?
0: But I think like that's the problem. They see everything like that, where it's like it's, everything is that extreme. Mm. Not, everything Not everything is an extreme of, look, you do this and, for example, your fire analogy. You get burnt and you disfigure yourself. That's something extreme. Some things are like, oh, your kids walk in there. There's a hole over there. They tripped and they fell. Guess what's gonna happen next time they walk right there? They know there's a hole there. They're going around it. Yeah. But so then,
2: if you were to, if you saw your child, or you can predict that your child is going to do something that's going to get them into trouble or get them hurt, do you stop it? Or, I mean, it's a very tricky one. The thing is,
0: you, like, yeah, but the thing is, you can't always stop it. For example you know all right your child is going to do something that might that's and that's the that's the problem there that might some a lot of times they're not even sure they just think like if you do this this is not a good idea that there is no certainty you understand so it's like oh you see your child is doing something that you don't think is a good idea you like are you going to try to stop it you can try to stop it but if that's something that i really want to do I'm going to sneak around and do it. Mm. And then when I do that thing and I realize that, like, oh, wow, my per- my parents were right, I probably shouldn't have done this. I'm not going to do it again because now I've experienced it and I understand that. And that's why I say mistakes are not the worst thing in the world. Let them make certain mistakes and learn from that mistake because at the end of the day, I can then come to you and be like, oh, look, this is what I want to do. I've done that stuff and I realize like, okay, there's a different way to do it. And again, the way they approach things should be different. It shouldn't be like, you know, if when if they try to stop their child from doing something that they think is wrong or something that they think is going to, you know, be a mistake, how do they approach that? Are they coming to your child and talking to your child in the sense of, Oh, this is why I think you shouldn't do this, da da da, da. But like, you know, are they all day like there are so many ways to approach that. Instead of you're not allowed to do that, don't do that because you you're telling me I'm not allowed to, guess what? I'm curious now. Bro, I just yeah. think
2: it's um, effective communication. Exactly, uh, I think that's what it all comes down to. Our Africa, a lot of African parents just like that.
0: Communication is. Work.
2: Yeah, they just cannot communicate with the kids because they feel like they need to sort of assert this authority over mm. the kid. I, I have the power over you,
0: and that goes to back you. to how they grew up as well. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So they try to repl- replicate the same thing.
2: Mm. So it's like. I've got this authority; you must respect it. So I don't want to stoop down low and start having all these petty, petty talks mm. with you. But something needs to change. You need to yeah, be able yeah.
0: to, like that goes back to a conversation I actually had with my dad um, recently. I was talking to him. I'm like, and he said that you know, like now he can actually, like you know, sit and have like you know these conversations. And I was like, but you could have done this when we were younger. Like my mm, sister exactly. and I said that. We're like, you could have done this when we were younger. And he was like, no, because you were kids. Like what say like you got like and we're like, but we were sure we were kids, but we understand, you know, this is why I want to do this, why I don't want to do this, this is stuff like that. And it's like, no, but like I'm the parent. And as the parents, like, you know, you they always have that mentality of you're a kid, I'm a parent, yeah. I can't talk to you as a kid, but now you're over twenty. Mm. And he said that he was like, you know, now you're adults. I can, you know, have that conversation with you. I'm like, as a kid, you could have had that conversation too. Yeah, you seen the, it the all. Irra-
1: right. the, the irrationality sometimes of some of our parents, but I don't, I'm not going to get into that because like, I think, especially with rationality, I think I think it's something that's common across all parents. though. like they're, they're, every kid has a story of like something their their parents said. I'm like, man, that that that, shit, that shit's stupid. Like, you know, every, I think everybody has a story like that where. So, But I think the rationality, I think it's probably just more common with maybe a lot of Nigerians, maybe. Well, it's, we find it common because we're
0: Nigerian. That's what we move yeah, around. Fair. We can't really speak for everybody else.
2: Yeah. Bro, it's also one of those things in Nigeria where that people think, if I'm older than you, I know better than you. Like, <laughs> Don't
0: get me started, man. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the biggest culture cho- culture shocks when I moved to Australia was the fact that people that were older than you actually spoke to you like you were their peer, especially yeah. for someone like me who, you know, I moved here when I was 13. And because like the way Nigeria is, and like Adoba said, he got moved back to like year eight. I didn't get moved back. So when I came here, I was in year 10. Everybody else in my grade was two, three years older than me. And they all like the way I was treated was like, I was literally one of them. Yeah. But then I think I started thinking back to like in Nigeria, someone that's one year older than you, two years older than you, they're a big boy. You can't talk it's to them. Now. You, you cannot, you
3: can't speak Seriously, to them. Seriously, bro. Mm, you mm. have to prostrate to greet them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they I have more experiences good. than oh, you. This is bad flashback. Talking, <laughs> <about this
3: culture,
2: laughs> talking about this culture clash and all of that, you come to this country and you can see someone who's older than you, under under your work, and they hmm. they speak, when they have a conversation, just like, with respect. Yeah. Uh, but in Nigeria, it's like, I don't care if you're a manager, I'm older than you, you must listen to me. I, I'm wiser it's like no yeah. that's not
1: how it should you be you simply came mm, out of the womb earlier than me You're
0: Yeah, nothing <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of my friends actually spoke about that recently so she is uh, like she does this whole disability thing and she was like a manager or something yeah and she was so she's younger she's our age mm. and she was saying that because you know like when a lot of like Africans come into the country that's one of the jobs that they go towards mm. so she was saying that a lot of the older ones come in and love the older Nigerians then they do that but because she's in this position they don't take her seriously yep so it's always like what's this small girl saying even though like you know she has worked her ass off to get to that position yeah and now they think that just because like you're in the workplace this is a place of business but then you're bringing that whole like you know you. traditional mentality into it and going oh just because I'm older than her I don't have to listen to her
2: yep and the worst... I'm not going to go into that. You can do it. Go into it, man. It's
3: really crazy, especially when they bring that experience is the best teacher kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you have experience, but at least let me, you know, also have my own experience as well hmm. in a way, which comes to your point of, you know, let the let people make mistakes. Um, and also in the stuff um, you kind of raised before where parents try to avo- avoid setting conversations um, with kids because they're quote-unquote kids. Um, that thing is really, really, um, I don't know what word I'll, I'll use for that today, but let me, move, let me move past that. It's just thing where it's 2019, man. Who's really a kid in 2019? Like with the kind of stuff we're exposed to like if you don't talk to um, me about it I'm going to find out regardless yeah with the kind of information that's out there by the time for example you're, whatever I wanted to have the conversation to you, with uh, the conversation about you probably know what it is anyways like what what exactly do you, do you want to say Anymore about that. Yeah, but, but
0: like in his case, it was more a fact, it was more a case of like, um, it wasn't a case of, you know, there's a particular topic I want to talk about, but I can't talk about it because you're kids. Yeah. It was more the fact that you're kids, so you don't have a say. I get this thing and everything. Yep. I got to tell you how to do things. Yeah. But now you're like, you know, a certain age, I can then actually listen to what you have to say about it. It's like, it's bruh. because you're
2: big now. Now You're big and you have more. You're food. a big boy. <laughs> he you're a big you he boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, once he sees, that, he sees that, wow, this man must have matured. He's big. He's a uh, massive stature. He knows something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's also some topics, like, especially in African homes, that they try to avoid. Like sex. Um, like for, yeah, sex, for example, growing up. Tamu, um,
2: you can't, talk, that, can't You
1: talk that in the cannot no, no, talk about it
0: when he comes up. Bruh. Did... did any of you here get the sex talk
1: man get out of here <laughs> nope hey. what, what talk <laughs> till today
0: my parents have not mentioned sex in Why my presence yeah. exactly
1: no for what
0: for, for no, no such no <laughs> I, I will
1: never I will never forget I think it was like year 7 and I'm sitting there watching the video I'm like oh my god <laughs> 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 like just learning everything over that year Just what like, were you stuff. watching bro Fat, no, um, did they have like the video thing in your um. They, I, I, remember, I remember this very vividly so everyone like year 7 everyone was like oh I'm gonna be watching the video today and I'm like oh what's the video and it's like you don't know what the video is Cue to like, you know, like about 30 minutes of me being mad traumatized and like looking at every girl <laughs> in my class, like, I did not get that. Ooh. That's so you, that's so you, we just had we got we just had a video, it was like full cartoon and shit. TJ pulls out a banana, I was like okay, so this is a you know, straight. Wow, I'm not playing with you, I'm serious. Wow, <laughs> I got home and I was like, <laughs> fam. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear. <laughs> That's
0: crazy, bro. You make it so high? I man. got the banana thing in year 10 where, like, the teacher showed how to put a condom on a banana, but that was as far as it went. Yeah. So, like, the whole sex
1: That's, thing... No, look. We, no look, we got the cartoon video and then we had the banana and that was <laughs> clean. What
2: I think what parents need to understand is that.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that. I never got that. Wait, wait, what, what, what I you? I never got here? that. What, as what did not get? I what? To,
2: maybe I missed the class or something. You I missed say, it. Yeah, fam. You missed it. I yeah, came in your eight, was, yeah. But I never Y'all got Y'all missed it. But bana- not. No, 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 no. I would. I would remember.
1: Obviously, you won't remember <laughs> <laughs> because you weren't there.
2: Shit, man. Anyways, what parents need to understand <laughs> is that like, in this day and age, where there's internet. Even if you just has access to
1: the internet, show, sure.
0: they, <laughs> really they don't, even, they don't even need the internet much, these exactly. days, when Their friends are talking.
1: <laughs> oh, it's actually well, crazy.
2: I think it's just that the parents, African parents are not comfortable talking about those sort of things because they—they never grew up. In that kind of yeah, way.
1: but then again, like, are you some of
3: them? Some of them are not sort of proud of the way they grew up in a way, whereas they were probably um, promiscuous in a way. Um so they're like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about, you know, <laughs> this you uh, with my kids." With, yeah. Um or they probably, you know, the the environment they grew up in was probably not a great environment in, yep. in terms of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, I don't want to, you know, share this with my kids so mm. my kids don't end up in
0: that environment.
2: I don't want them to start early." Yeah. Yeah, we also exactly. got to
0: remember the religious aspe- aspect as well. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. let's be, if we're being honest, yeah. <laughs> When it comes to, like, these conversations, a lot of the times, even if your parents do mention it, like mine didn't, but if your parents do mine mention it, either. it's not about, like, you know, they don't tell you anything. You don't get any information. It's just don't have sex. Period. Period. Don't do it. Period. It's abstinence because the Bible says you will go to hell. Yep. Or if you have sex, you will get pregnant. Or if you have sex, you will get disease and die. That's it. But... Most of them let's be, don't even go that far. Most of them are just like completely avoid it.
1: Do you? Do you guys have? Um, th- th- I mean, um, do you guys have friends who are extremely comfortable with their parents? Like yes, from yes. It's weird and, to and, me. And are you? That's the thing. Are you jealous of that or not?
2: <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. I don't know if
1: I'm jealous of it. I'm not. Yeah,
2: I,
0: yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't know if I'm jealous
0: I'm of not. it, man. I'm not jealous. But I think, like, again, that comes down to the fact that that's not something that we're used to. And, like, in the culture that we grew up around, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not normal. So, like, there's nothing to be jealous about. It's literally not a normal thing. Dude, I just... I mean, when I
2: see those children that talk to their parents about every and anything, there's just no filter. And it... It just does not connect. I, <laughs> don't worry about it. I I just it's like I can't talk to my dad like that. I can't talk to my mom like this. Like this. So how are
0: these people do it? Yeah, but that's because they've made it literally impossible to talk to them about those things. So when we think about wait, what you talk to you talk to your parents about sex? Hell no, never going to happen, bro.
1: If- like,
0: wait did,
3: did anyone actually look away when like a sex scene would come up like in a movie you're watching I
1: used to get mad and it's exactly,
3: like bro. ah yeah I'm just gonna turn my eyes away or some shit like that
2: you just need to make an excuse when you're watching a film with your parents when something just you just see that leading into like
0: a that's a when medicine. you need to pee go to the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> that's when I you need, need to, to pee that as well you like to... <laughs> excuse me <laughs> because be if you're looking away,
2: they might think you're still looking, and you don't want to have that moment.
0: Yeah, it's awkward, they, man.
2: Walk away, just walk
0: away. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly and, but yeah, sense. but like that all goes down to that's you know they don't make it possible to talk to them about stuff like that. Like it's not a comfortable topic to talk to about your parents. So when stuff like that happens, you don't want to be in that situation with your parents because that's the way you've been brought up. You know, that's not something that's a comfortable thing around the house. That's not something that's normal. Whereas these other kids, you know, right from, you know, a young age, growing up, their parents have made it like, okay, right, you can talk to me about this. You can talk about anything. If you have questions, come to me. Because they feel like, and like I have friends who, like their parents have told them, you know, growing up, like it's better for you to speak to me about this and for me to understand what's going on than for you to go out and just do it anyway, yeah. and I don't know what's happening.
1: I completely agree with that, actually. And I really hope that um, when I grow up that my kids are comfortable enough to speak about... It's, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Like, I'm not comfortable speaking with certain topics with my parents. Mm. But the thing is that, this is the thing as well, I'm pretty sure my parents aren't comfortable speaking about certain topics with me in general anyway. Yeah. But I want, with my children, I really do hope that, like... Um, those avenues of communications are pretty open in terms yeah. of, because yeah, you're right. You would probably want your kids to just talk to you about something that, you know,
0: especially if it's something that they're going to do anyway.
1: Yeah, like um, a good example. I have a friend. Um, so um, she, when she was um, kind of more developing and she was like growing, like you know, like breasts were coming in and everything. Um, she talked. She wanted to talk to her dad about like, look, it was. Oh, she wanted to talk to her dad about like, um, you know. Going to buy like um, a bra because I think um, get, the mom wasn't in the picture at the time, so it was kind of like dad thing. And the dad's reaction was so like, "What do you mean? Are you talking about? I want me to go?" And then that fully just you yeah. know killed that off. So I really hope that like um, I have you know I'm comfortable enough where my kids can come to me for anything. Would you want your kids to come to you with every anything?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think i would like to my, I would like to have a good relationship with my children, and so they can feel comfortable enough to tell me whatever is going on in their life. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to be able to set boundaries, okay? Explain yeah. to them. You need to sort of, it's like wishful thinking. You need to sort of wish or hope that they have the enough intelligence to understand. Because I would like to see my kid tell them, look, this thing, this is how it works, but these are the consequences if you don't do things yeah. right.
0: Exactly, like, and that's something I was going to touch on. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with teaching abstinence. There's nothing wrong with teaching them all that. But when you just go with the Oh, sex! Don't do it. Don't do That's it. it. My will, no, no. Way. like exactly because one, if they go out and do it, they don't know what they're doing. Like you know, it's one of those things where anything can happen. But if you then teach them like this is the right, like this is the right thing, you know, wait until marriage or whatever it is you want yes. to teach them, but. If you're going to do this, these are the risks, these are the consequences, yeah. this is stuff that can happen. This is the proper way to do it. This is what you need to do. And if anything happens, feel free to talk to me. If you have any questions, feel free to talk to me. Yep. Then that's you know that sets a completely different um dynamic where it's like, now like they know what you want them to do. Like they know like what you're teaching them, which is abstinence. But mm. at the same time, if they decide like I'm going to do this. My parents have already told me yeah. the right way and stuff to do instead of, oh, well, my parents only said this, but now, you know, I'm curious. I wanna go do this, I wanna try this. Because at the end of the day, they're not living in, at home their entire life. They're walking, they're going out, they're mingling in society, they have friends, they have other people who are doing all these things, and it influences them. And now they wanna go try all these things, but hey, I can't talk to my parents about this. So I'm just gonna do it anyway and mm-hmm. figure it out as I go
2: because you want that a uh, situation whereby they, you've already explained everything to them be it sex be it whatever and when they come across something that is different they'll be like okay let me talk to mom about it. Yep. she knows more modern, yeah. modern so surely she'll be able to give me some advice she's giving me advice in parcel mom or dad and that's how you want it to be
0: and when they do come to you to talk about these things don't chastise them like you know don't make them feel like a freaking like you know like a whore <laughs> for even thinking about asking these questions. Because remember, like some people don't even do these things. They, they're they just curious. They just want to understand. Yeah. And then they try to talk to their parents about it. And it's like, Bruh. how how dare you? Especially again, from like our backgrounds, where like when religion comes into it, it's like, you know, that's not, that's not even something you should be, that should be coming out of your mouth. Yeah. understand? Yeah. That's not even something that should be coming out of your mouth. <clears throat> and the fact that you're saying this, look at you, daughter of Jezebel. Like, oh, just, lord. Bro. oh lord, oh <laughs> lord, <laughs> he went in. Yeah.
2: And that's well because these children are feeling like if my parents, if my my dad thinks this way, my mom thinks this way, surely all of the community mm-hmm. this way as well. Yes. If I, if this possibly gets out, I will be sort of, I'll be an outcast. That's not what they want. It's, it's very, it's very difficult. Very yeah, difficult. It, and that's, it starts,
3: it starts in the home as well. Like it's got to be an open book, like you guys are saying. Um, so if it's Open, then they're going to be opening to society as well. But if it's not, that's when you see them by sneaking around to sort of try certain things and stuff. And it's like, okay.
0: Because you got to remember, if someone really wants to do something, they're They're going to do do it.
1: it. They're going to do it. Regardless,
0: man, they're going to do it.
1: But then let's
2: talk about ourselves. Obviously, our parents were, I don't know about your parents, but like, no conversations. We don't even. Hint about so the
0: word sex is—I don't think that's ever been mentioned Let's from my parents' mouth. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and like, me. We're
2: talking about sex right now. How did that impact you? How did that impact
0: you? I'd say, like, when it comes to like conversations, like sex and stuff like that, I didn't have that at home. I couldn't speak to my parents about it, but it was stuff that I was always hear my friends talk about. Yep. So any anything that I know came from outside of my house. Yep. So I like. And then they, if I like, went around and did something that you know, and then something bad happened, it would have been just me, you know. It would have been from other stuff that I learned because my parents didn't tell me nothing.
2: I feel like I had very similar experiences as well because the information did not obviously did not come from my parents, but it came from somewhere else. It came from friends. It came from people that were around me, people I was more comfortable speaking to, mm. like, talking to them about certain things. So. <laughs> if the information does not come from Mom C and Bobsy, it will come from somewhere
3: and
0: else especially in this age of the
3: internet yeah, man yeah. That, that's, that's what I was saying before where if you don't have that communication line with the kids they're gonna going, going find it out somewhere because in this day and age that we are even if it's not their friends it's going to be online um, and the way um, movies yeah. are these days as well the way movies are these days TV like, shows I, I'm I'm gonna be honest Like even though like, we didn't have that conversation movies are something that influenced my knowledge um, about sex but I still didn't know what exactly some things were and that's where you know friends then come in as well where you know sometimes they mention some things and then you go home and you're like oh what the hell is that that they mentioned today and you're like oh yeah I've seen that before you know um, so yeah it's it's a combination of things even though we didn't have that conversation it was just more there were, there were different factors that came into it where some things I know right now about relationships and you know sex that I don't think has been mentioned just in case mom has mentioned it. Sorry, mom, if I forgot. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's ever been mentioned. So anything, you know, I know today has been more, um, in sort of conversations that have come up and I'm just there looking like, Oh, what the hell are these guys talking about? And there you go. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, yeah, that's guys,
2: good. Not, not just sex as well. What about things like, um, defending yourself of violence I mean in the bible it says you get slapped on this chick I mean conversations like that with parents I mean son you gotta stand up for yourself there are certain things that I I won't be able to solve for you so you need to be able to obviously stand up to bullies or I mean a lot of people suffer from bullying yeah like so those conversations not just obviously in, in that Relationships and sex, but yeah, important yeah, yeah, sure. part of life as well. I'm yeah. um, dealing with friends, dealing with disappointments. I mean, how often do you see African parents actually sit the kids down and talk about these things? Those things that you face on a daily basis, not just work, money, cousins, family.
0: No, yeah, and your- just adding to that as well, yeah, another question I wanted to ask was in terms of that, how many times, and this is for you guys, yeah, how many times did your parents sit you down and have these conversations? And you know, have a conversation on anything that wasn't them scolding you about something.
1: Um, I I would actually I'm pretty happy. I would actually quite a lot. My my um, I would say not in terms of my mother, not really. Um, me and my mom, I don't know. Me and my, my my mom. Well, the way I'm close to my mom is different to the way I'm close to my dad. So my mom normally um, I come to her or she comes to me whenever we kind of just need to figure out some kind of, like, very active problem. Nothing necessarily, like, too long-term. But um, my dad, yeah, definitely, um, he's always been... He's always been a very, like, forward thinker in terms of whenever I've... Again, I think, I think I've said it earlier in the podcast, in the recording anyway. But was always been, like, you know, whatever you, do, you want to do, you need to try and make out a set, set plan for everything. Because um, uh, I guess the way my father's always been, he's always been a person that... He likes to help people, but as he helps people, he does notice if they're making active attempts to do things as well so he tries to he will even like if something happens to somebody he will sit me down if he knows um he because i would say like um he's kind of like he's called an imam so that's the christian equivalent of a pastor so um yeah he does tend to um bring in like the religious aspect of it as well but then you know he'll always be like you know this is the kind of thing that you should be trying to do. Again, like, he's never necessarily forced anything onto me in terms of do this, do this, do this, or, like, you know, if he wants to scold me, he'll scold me, but he always brings it back to, like, you know, you've been brought to this world to do the best that you can do. So, yeah, I'd say that my parents, my dad's different, specifically my dad, I'd definitely say that he sat me down and we've talked about things, and I'm happy because I don't think it's very common, but we tend to have very active conversation where I can actually challenge his thoughts and he takes that on board and then says yep. why. So that's, that's one thing I really like. That's really good. What about the rest of you?
2: I think my dad, he, I've come to realize this, he has a tactic. Okay, what he does is he'll scold you, okay, he'll go hard. And then let's say a few hours later, he'll call you downstairs. <laughs> yep. Do you know why I scolded you? Do you know why I beat you? Uh, obviously, a lot of African parents do this. But so many distinct examples. He'd go hard at me, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And it like, would literally hurt me. And I'll go upstairs, and a few hours later, he'll call me downstairs. So she come downstairs for a second, mm. sit down, and he'll start telling me about these things and his his reason for for doing certain things and why. And although those reasons, i might not sort of accept it, but he's being honest. That's that's what he thinks. That's the way he's been brought up. So over time, I've, I've sort of found that my dad has several times he's called me downstairs, we've had chats about certain things mostly about education, work, money, not mm. really those soft things I've talked about before, about mm. how to communicate with friends, how to go about your daily business with, like at school, how to deal, deal with bullying, all of those things. I needed to, I
0: learned that myself. Yep. And that's what I wanted to ask as well. Like, in terms of that, when you have, you know, like you were mentioning, having those conversations about, for example, how to deal with people who pick on you, like, you know, especially being black in a completely new country, like, you know, a white dominated country, like, you're going to experience racism and stuff like that. Like, those conversations, yeah. When you have those conversations with dad, does it usually stem from, you know, something has to happen first and then? You know, let's say you get in trouble for something and then you get scolded and then he then calls you and has that conversation of like, this is why I scolded you. This is what you did wrong. This is where, or have you ha- do you have the situations where nothing has to happen? It's just like, let me talk to you about like, you know, this is the world we live in. This is the way things are. And like, if this happens, this is what you should do. For
2: me personally, it's always been medicine after that. Like um, something would happen. <laughs> and something would happen like uh, I mentioned the last time I was here was, um, that I, there were these kids they were obviously being nasty children in school and I had a fight with one of them first, first year in Australia I had a fight with one of them and I um, sort of sprained my ankle and I had to go home with a sprained ankle, and they called my dad and all of that. And this guy went hard. He did not want to listen to my reason for having a fight. Did I start the fight? Did he start the fight? It did not matter. How did you do this? You're going to school to do this, and you're playing sports. You're fighting this and that. So I never really felt comfortable enough to go to him before and tell him hey, I'm actually having these issues at school. It was mm. something had yeah. something happened. He found out about it, and then, then just went in. and mm. It was never
0: before, it was yeah. after. What about you, Adobo?
2: Um,
3: I never really, growing up, I never really had any sort of sit-downs um, or communication, just based on the way we grew up in a way, um, where, you know, obviously your parents were like um, the ones with the more experiences and stuff, and we didn't really, I mean based on how we grew up well, there There was not that thing where you could sit down with your parents based on how it worked back home it was sort of like medicine after death something had to happen before you know they had that sit down with you so most of the times I had to get in trouble first before I had any sit downs and it wasn't about um, and when I when I came here the issues that I faced were a bit different like he mentioned racism um, and in a way bullying as well um, I did face some of that but there was no way I could relate that or explain that to my parents, um, where we could sit down and discuss that. So we never had any of that. But actually quite recently, over the last couple of years, especially with my mum, my dad as well sometimes, there's been times where, you know, it's just, yeah, pull me aside, you know, we talk about certain things or maybe I'm doing something or we're both in the same sort of vicinity and we just start chatting about something. Mm. Um, And, yeah, it becomes a um, sort of engaging conversation about certain issues that are probably prevalent in my life today. Mm. Um, So recently, yeah, but, yeah, growing up, not really. If we ever had any conversation, it was them, you know, schooling me, like I said, Um, (laughs) and, you know, when they say, let's come have a talk, like, this is growing up, it was more come listen to me talk to you and not... Really lets both converse. Not at all. But yeah, but yeah. now it's more a conversation. And it boils down to what you mentioned before, where they feel like probably now I'm old enough to have a say in certain things, I guess. Mm.
2: Do you feel like um, as a parent, you need to sort of share your experiences first when you were a kid for them to sort of trigger that conversation when you were a kid? Cause Obviously, hey son, come here. Let's have a chat. Yeah. When I was your no. age, I did. Like, Some of
1: these kids don't care, but that's no. a problem. Like, like, how do you
2: how do you go about having your how do you make your child comfortable to speak about certain things?
1: Like? You can't you can't force it because at the end of the day, like if you if you're getting nagged on all the time, like if you get nag 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 nag, and then this person decides to sit you down and be like, ah. Oh. You know, let's have a heart to heart now. You've already, you've (laughs) lost, you've read like that foundation that you were supposed to build. Yeah, that's all. Don't you think
0: think that's the problem? Though I think it's more of an upbringing thing. So you start, you start from
1: From get go, you know? Yeah. From when
0: that child was born, build that relationship with that child. You know, let them know that, look, I'm your father, I'm your mother. You can talk to me about anything. Have those conversations. Don't wait until the child is. You know, 16, 18, and then now you want to see them then and be like, "Hey, yeah, so how are you doing, my son?" Yeah, so what yeah, is exactly. happening? I'm not. They're not gonna be comfortable talking to you about that. Like even if you know there's stuff that they can talk to you about, they might not be comfortable like actually saying that to you because it's like we don't. This isn't stuff that we talk about normally. Like this hmm. isn't stuff that's normal in this household. So now you want me to talk about this? It's yeah. It's just gonna be like oh, it's just gonna be awkward.
2: Guys, I hear what you say, but I just don't think it's that easy, though. Like, you you want your kid to be able to converse with you like a friend, right? No, but no not no, necessarily no, like no, a friend. No, uh, for them to talk about certain things, it needs yeah, to be like, yeah uh,
3: it needs to be it
0: needs to be a close relationship. Exactly, but um, a close yeah, relationship no. doesn't necessarily mean like a friend. You have you can have close relationship with your parents, different from the way you have close relationship with your yeah, friends. No. Yeah, yes, but
2: exactly. what I was talk to my my friends, about I will not bring that to- those
0: topics up. You can talk about those topics, but the way you would talk about them is probably different. But what your parents, like, or as a parent, what you want is your child being comfortable telling you about those things.
3: I guess, I guess the big thing like we should take away from this is for parents to start young as well, um, which is something I've sort of seen change in my family as well, where the younger ones can come home with whatever topics and whoever is willing to have a conversation with them about it. Like I said, this racism stuff, they face it as well at the young age that like I say so we have that open line thing where they can come up and say oh someone said this to me and whether it's myself whether it's you know my dad or my mom we we'll sit them down and we we'll talk to them about it and say okay if if it happens next time this is what you do um, don't do things like this and we have that open conversation with them um, that way they, they were comfortable saying you know things to us oh what happened in school today they don't keep anything away from us whereas if they say something or like, oh, yeah, don't worry. It's just, yep. it's just going to you know, fade away like that. Yeah, don't worry about that person. It's just being rude or whatever. Tomorrow, what do you expect them to say? It's just going to be, oh, well, I'm expecting the same reply. So what's the point? So keeping starting young is very important and keeping that um, communication line open um, is one of the most important things. And there's no, real, there's no real way to define how close you need to be to discuss certain issues but it's just as long as you're doing the things that are required from a young age, growing up, that will just be a natural sort of. That thing that just happens naturally in a way, where whether you have to be as close as um, as friends or something like that. Um, obviously, you need to be sort of friends in a way. But yeah, I don't know. But you know, like my mom, <laughs> my mom always says, um, you know, you need to make your parents your best friend. Um, and share whatever you're going through with them, but if it doesn't start from early enough, it's I don't think I don't, yeah you, you're not
0: gonna be comfortable. You get to a certain age where it's just like this is the way things have been. Yeah, I can't just like switch that off, and that's what a lot of like parents think that you can just you know switch that off. Where it's like I wasn't comfortable, I wasn't talking to you about this before, and all of a sudden you think I'm gonna be just comfortable talking to you about this. But I think going back to what Doba said as well, another thing we need to like, understand, well, not necessarily we, but, like, African, like our parents need to understand is when you have kids as well, just let them have a say in things as well. Like, let them feel like, you know, their input is important. Listen to what they have to say. Not just, you know, when they come to you with problems and stuff like that, but even in just, like, you know, everyday stuff. Don't brush anything off. You understand? Don't, like, if your child yeah. comes to you and tells you, uh, you know I feel this way about this certain thing listen to them understand it don't do don't do the whole thing of you know I'm the parent i'm just I have to say when you' moving to your own house, you can have a say yeah
2: okay <laughs> and, or
3: just um, oh yeah try get, oh that, that stuff
2: be proactive like you guys you've basically explained all of that but also be proactive you said before um if if your child comes to you with an issue. You do something about it. You do something about it straight away, so they have, they, they feel like you're you're that go to person. Okay. Okay. If I have an issue at school, if I tell my mom, mom is going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Dad is going to do something about it. Yeah. Rather than
1: be complacent about the whole issue. Okay. But okay. Our family therapists. Um. <laughs> how long have we been speaking now? We've been speaking for quite a while, haven't we? Yeah. It's look. Have we touched everything?
0: No, not even close. But look, um, what I was thinking, we're going to have a second part to this. So there's a lot of other stuff that we still need to talk about. But yeah, look, we need to round this up now, man. This has been going for quite a while. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest takeaways from all the stuff that we've spoken about is one, support. Two, let them make mistakes. Three, let your kids, you know, be comfortable talking to you about certain things. Don't think that just because you said no, or, you know, you avoided certain things. They're not going to happen. Mm. Mm. And also another takeaway,
3: which is what we actually started and we sort of segued from, <laughs> was the rape um, sort of thing or sexual assault. Mm. Um, don't have that mentality of, you know, it's your fault. Let's not, let's um, be supportive of you know, whoever comes forward and, you know, um, says they've been assaulted. Um, Whether they're right or wrong, we can, you know, find that out later. But the moment someone comes to you and say, you know, they've been assaulted, let's try and find out what the facts are. Let's try and find out, you know, how we can support this person Um, just for one, their mental health as well. You know, if they're, if they're, if they've actually been assaulted because, yeah, there are people who, you know, use sexual assault as It takes courage to come out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's support these people and try and get them in the best state um, as possible, and then worry about whether, you know, what they were doing there. Worry about the other details later. You know, face the facts on the on the jump, from the jump, and um, help these people get back to, you know, a great state.
0: And the thing is, like, in this social media age, everybody feels like they need to have a say on stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with them. Everyone feels like they need to, you know, say something, put out their opinions immediately and stuff like that. If you don't have the facts and you don't have enough information to make a judgment, just shut up. <laughs> facts. Just shut up. Don't, don't, you don't have to say something if you don't have the information there. Be quiet. Why are you asking her what she was doing there, what she was wearing? You don't have enough information. And this is coming from the like perspective of, you know, again innocent to proving guilty even if like for example like we said you don't know if the man did it or not you don't know if she's lying you don't know if you don't know anything why are you speaking exactly
3: man so yeah that's that's basically it for today Um do you guys want to do your socials again or whereabouts we can find Cornelius you
2: guys Kasuchuku find me on insta facebook,
3: Kas, Instagram, um, and facebook.
1: man you, you not just say tinder no just did you say Tinder? I'm not on
2: Tinder.
1: <laughs> Don't lie, bro. Don't lie, bro. <laughs> what about? What about anyway, let me Didn't say. Didn't you let send me, a screenshot of your me, Tinder let thing let me, the other say, day? Hey, let me say, my boy. Let me I say, my not boy. On Tinder. You, is, you is, did, right? This Tosin, <laughs> this is, Tosin again. It's another. It's a great pleasure being here as well. And um, yeah, just some great topics we've covered today. And um, yeah, hopefully looking forward to speaking more. Yeah, we'll be seeing you guys again on the
3: part
0: two of this episode. Yourself. Yeah, and um. You guys,
1: you know, you can find me on Instagram at for f o u r r e w l. Let's make it. Let's start a 4L. position, guys. Let's get a p- position going. So he posts. Let's for um, for Owe to post something on his Instagram, his personal Instagram page. I will one post for the bot, for the. Nah, podcast. hey, we need another one. It's time to update. Yes,
2: that's right. You do. Your your freaking page is empty.
1: Exactly. Hey. Petition, hashtag It's empty. It's empty you guys for a reason. the person who
0: does not have social media is trying to get me to post. <laughs> <The irony. laughs> wow. I'm living through you, fam. That, I'm living friend.
1: through you. I'm living through my brothers, you know. All uh, right, man, and
3: my social oh sorry, man, O S O R R I M E N. You can find me on Instagram and um and Twitter. Also Facebook as well, even though I don't use that much, so just Instagram and Twitter. Um, and also, this is the Bias Reality Podcast. You can find us on Bias Reality underscore, Bi- Bias Reality underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And in terms of the pod, you can listen to us on Spotify. Anyway, basically, anywhere you can find a um, podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, Tune in.
0: Literally radio, radio anywhere public. you get your podcast, anywhere you can get our name up so and it'll come
3: up. listen, listen to the podcast and support um, us as well. Thank you for all the love that we've been getting so far. We appreciate it. Um, keep that going and keep sharing this to your family, your brothers, sisters, and, um, aunties, enemies, anyone you know. Enemies, get them listening to this. Enemy, and if you have um, any um, thoughts on what we've been saying today, especially the Africans. Um, if you have anything or any experiences you had, uh, you can share it with us as well um, and use the hashtag biasreality underscore so you can either go to our DMs. Wait, can you do the hashtag again? What underscore? Oh, hashtag biasreality, sorry. No, no underscore. Hashtag biasreality. But if, you also, if you'd also like to DM that to us, you can DM that to us on our socials, biasreality underscore Instagram and Twitter. So hashtag biasreality with your post or DM us on reality underscore.
0: We've also got our Curious Card page. So if you want to send anonymous messages, you know, you don't want your name out there, you want to like anything you want to say, send that through. Just use the link in the bio. Any suggestions as well? If you have suggestions for us, hmm. just Curious
3: cat. What's the account again? It's the link in the bio, I don't know. <laughs> The link's in the bio. Have a look the link's, on Instagram. It's the on, links on there. In our Instagram uh, and Twitter bio. So Get that going as well. Fill that up with messages. Oh, yeah. Like I always say, keep a smile on your face, man. There's always tomorrow. And uh, see you later.